episode 62 of Floating Through Film. We are back this week with another blind spots. This time, though, well, the ones uh, the ones that I've seen and everyone else, and my other two co-hosts haven't. And before we actually get into it, let me introduce them. Luke. Hi. And Danny. Hello. Um, so this week, since it was my blind spots, I decided to choose Prison on Fire from Ringo Lamb and Taboo from Nagisa Oshima. Um... Uh, these, I, I mean, there's no really, no real connection between these. You could say homoeroticism if you want, but uh, really, what got me wanting to do Taboo specifically was whenever you mentioned uh, Katano's new movie coming out. Um, and premier- you said it's premiering at Cannes. I think so. I think yeah, so. I think so. Too. Yeah, it's premiering at Cannes about uh, gay samurai also, and that's literally what Taboo was about. So I wanted to do that, and then Prison on Fire, I just fucking love. So, so I was like, I might yeah. as well make you guys watch you this watched now. Watched it three times. Yeah, I've watched it three yeah. times this month. So. Uh, yeah, it's an amazing movie. But we'll get into that actually right now. So let me ask you guys. <laughs> you obviously know my opinion on this movie, but yeah, what yeah. was your first overall thoughts on it? Overall thoughts. Um, and on Ringo Lamb, since this is our, this is our first Ringo Lamb movie too. It's, it's, this might be our first Hong Kong movie. Yeah. I think it actually is. Yes. Yeah. I think it actually is. I think it might be our first Hong Kong movie. Yeah. Which is crazy that we're starting with Ringo Lamb because he's one of the least or like least seen of the of the like of the, of the like auteur of the directors, directors of the, of the Hong, Hong Kong new wave, wave, you know. Yeah, I don't um, think we have. Anyway, that kind of leads me to what yeah. I was gonna say though. Is I've watched, been watching John Woo like yes, both of you. Uh, have, yeah, yeah but we both have start, like starting in the end of last year and this year too. And like, and then uh, also finding out because of John Woo of uh, basically watching Chow Yun Fat's movies for the first time. Yeah. Um, and so watching this this movie, I was kind of, like I had to have John Woo in my head at least somewhat. Yeah. Um, but I was I was like really I didn't I don't see a lot of similarities. Maybe that other people might no, see or I something. Don't like maybe the some of the themes of the Brotherhood, maybe slash oh, eroticism, yeah, yeah. like you were saying, how you want to read that or whatever. But really, like the first thing I thought of watching this, uh, like Ringo Lamb, is I could tell he's more interested in just directly pointing out the s- social issues. You know, yeah. that kind of, those themes more than John Woo is, you know? Yes. So that's why I saw them a lot different. And that's why his movies feel a little more grittier and realer to me, too. Yeah. And that's like, you know, just, uh, it's kind of just, it's it's just nice to see that, you know, Hong Kong movies aren't all the same. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't think that, no, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it just, it's just nice to see no, an action yeah. But I, th- I told it, you guys so. before this, I'm sure that there are multiple people that look at John Woo's filmography, or maybe I've seen John Woo, and then they just glance at Ringo Lam's filmography, see who's playing in it. Or, like, see who's acting in it, see kind of what's about. You see the titles and the posters, and you're like, oh, this guy's just doing John Woo movies. That's not how it is at all. But, Luke, before I get into more, Luke, yeah. I mean, I agree with what Danny said. Uh, It was a little, it gave me a little whiplash because I was going into expecting, like, a John Woo esque, because I I wasn't really aware that they were much different. And, yeah, it was definitely a bit jarring. Um, And, and Real Lamb, like, I I, I definitely uh, like him. Uh, Probably. Uh, I, I I need to be more familiar with him before I start like really loving his work. Like Prison on Fire, I definitely like that. I, like I really like the connection between the two. Uh, it's just like yeah, I have to kind of. I'm I'm still getting used to like the more grittier, like realist, like uh, approach that, that he takes to it. But Prison on Fire was good, and I could see me liking it more on rewatch. But I definitely like this movie quite a bit. Okay. No, yeah. So Prison on Fire. Um, I watched this for the first time, like, earlier this month, so, and then I immediately watched it the week after, and then I was just like, fuck it, I'll just watch it again whenever we do this. Um, <laughs> didn't need to, but it was a great time anyway. But, I, 
still don't know exactly why this movie connected as much as it did with me. I think it's a port, or like partially what you were saying about like Ringo Lamb just tackling the more like real issues or like actually yeah. di- actually wanting to discuss some of this stuff, which John Woo does in some of his movies too. Like I don't want to say he doesn't do that. Like he, like he literally in like Bull in the Head, they go to Vietnam and shit. Like, but even like, then, yeah. it's still way more stylized and way oh, more yeah, it's like way more stylized, just bombastic but, uh, yeah. compared to Ringo Lamb. Yeah, bombastic. I do think Ringo Lamb is a very stylish director, and this movie is also very stylish. Sure. I think this is a very very stylish movie, especially whenever we're it is, like, it just it's the hard bar because Wu is like one of the most stylish directors. Yes, ever, this so is a different yeah, type of crazy. stylish yeah, though. Is, is what yeah. I'm talking about because like just the amount of amazing frame shots of just all these prisoners. Like this was shot in like a real working prison in Hong Kong. So like like not the extras they weren't like prisoners or anything. Obviously, okay. like they were all actors. But um, yeah, the it's just, feels just the location real feels real, and I know that. One of you two, whenever we were talking earlier, said whenever you think of like cool moments, you know, from uh, from like these type of movies, like this one didn't have as many. And one yeah. of you said it was like because like whenever you think of like John Woo, he's like out in the open, you know, like it's yeah. big and bombastic, like you said. But like Ringo Lamb, that's one of the reasons I love Prison on Fire so much. Is like the confinement is yeah. obviously for a purpose, and I love how this movie. We'll get into it the more we talk about, it, but I love how he shows how emotions can just keep simmering under the surface before yeah, a big yeah. fucking explosion at the end. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and this, and he's just also tackling what happens whenever you get men in one, one place together, <laughs> like all, all okay. at one time, which is what both these tackle also. Yeah. But no. And, uh, cause I watched prison on fire first for the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I kind of want to watch city on fire too. Even though you told us they're not like directly. Yeah. They are directly anything. related. But I mean, um, you know, the last shot of the movie. Yes. Like, have you like you haven't seen? Oh, you have seen. I still watch yeah, Fire. Yeah, we, spoilers for City thing, on Fire. Yeah, we should yeah. say that since we are that's actually not in the title of this podcast. Spoilers yeah. for City on Fire. If you're if you're actually gonna say the last shot, but not of City on Fire. Oh, not never mind. Never mind. The last shot of this movie, Prison on Fire. Yes. Uh, the reason why that title worked for this movie too is the last shot of this movie. Is like a pan up of the prisoners, yes. and then it like uh, tr- it like transitions to a shot of the city. Yes, it does. And it's like basically he's comparing like this is what. Oh yeah. Honestly, literally, I, I like to me like why this movie is so great is he's saying like it's the prison is almost like a metaphor for the city itself. You know, this is what it does to the people in it. Yeah. Um, and it, and it does it, it treats different people differently based on power structure. Oh, yeah. in the okay. prison or whatever. Yes. But because that's starts... why certain people explode. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know we get that a couple times in this movie. Yes. Honestly, yeah. And that's why, right. like, I honestly think this is Chagging Fat's... Uh, okay, so I, I don't... I think I've probably seen... I know I've seen 10-plus Chagging Fat movies at least now. And Prison on Fire, I don't think he's ever acted better than on Prison on Fire. In my opinion. Like, okay. just in terms of just, like, it's the range of emotion. It's, it's definitely, definitely his movie. Like, it's... Well, it's set along... It's definitely set the movie for Tony Leung. Car... Uh, Car 5? Car, wait... What, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah that's something like that. Um, but Tony, I'm just, just going to call the, him. The, I'm going I'm to call him Tony Leon. The other that's Tony. His name. The other Tony. Um, you know, yeah, the, the, the other one. one. It is definitely his movie, quote unquote, because he's supposed to be the main character. You know, yeah. but it's definitely Chad. Well, it's kind of like Bear Bar- Tomorrow. Like, really, the main character is technically yeah, supposed yeah. to be like the main guy. But yeah, Chad Yunfa kind of Chad Yunfa kind of steals the show. Yeah. Or he's supposed to represent like he's always like the brother, but he's. He's like the brother on the other side, yeah. you know, or the one like he's on the bad side, but 
he's kind of showing how the bad side's not bad. You know, it's almost yeah. like the bad, he's bad because of the stru- the system he's yeah. in almost. Yeah. Yes, and that's another great thing about Prison on Fire that I'm glad that you mentioned is like it. There, it's all too easy in our day in life to like think of prisoners as like oh, they're obviously bad people, or just not even think of them as people, because, like, yeah. we can go ahead and, like, start in the movie, like, part one of what I call this movie is, like, ar- the arrival at the prison, obviously. Yes. Yeah. It starts with him literally getting, like, getting stripped down, all personal items removed, and you get a number, and they're like, this is yeah. your number for the rest of your life. You, it's, it's basically a dehumanization Yes, process. it's a dehumanization yeah. process. Oh, dude, I was gonna process, say, because this so. reminds me of the Clockwork Orange prison. Yes, yes. Oh, Almost okay. exactly yeah, where yeah. he has to strip down and yeah. everything, and everyone just watched him, like, like, just acting like it's normal, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But, but that goes with the... Yeah, that's like, why you know I like Tony Leung in the scene, because he's like, this is not normal. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, because they literally give him the number and say, this is your number for life. But that's kind of what this movie is trying to tell you also, is, like, everyone we see inside the prison, like, yes, maybe they should... Some of them definitely should be in there. But they all have... They're all people, still. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're all, like, actual people that we need to actually remember about. Yeah, which, yeah. Si- which society doesn't want us to, obviously. Yeah. Because even, like, the way the wardens and the superintendents treat them is not, like, real people, really. It's, yes. like, the numbers they are, so... Exactly, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, no, I just love this opening scene. Like, it's just a, it's just a great opening scene, like, dehumanizing, like you said. Um... Before going to that flashback of like how he actually showed up in the prison, yeah. which, which flashback's brutal. It is brutal. Oh my it's God. Fucking... I was surprised. I was like, "What, like, dude? It's good." Like you can tell there's a little quick cut there, like whenever the bus runs over the guy that he kills. Yeah, yeah. And then you also because you you you've heard his sentence before the flashback. I'm pretty sure, like, or maybe it was like maybe you hear his sentence as he's walking in. And or like you not here, sentence you you see the flashback like before there's they two make flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you see, you know, he killed someone, but you know, like. It wasn't. It wasn't black and white. It was, like it was manslaughter. It was yeah, manslaughter. it was manslaughter. It was like, I think they say yeah. only, only three years. years. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't like first degree murder. But but really, that makes so. it worse in terms of what's going to happen in that prison. Yeah, in terms of like it doesn't matter what crime you get you you did how accidental or purpose it was or whose fault it was you get thrown in the same place. Yeah, you know and. With all the triad members. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Who, you know, apparently there's not any triad members. Yeah, exactly. Later on in the movie. <laughs> there are no triad. I, I, yeah, we'll get to that scene because I love that scene also. Um, but yeah, because the, the, I think it's after the triad members is where we see Chow Yun-Fat in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, that's so, the next big scene, yeah, like, uh, is Chow Yun-Fat in the hospital because I just love his introduction just singing oh, yeah. up the stairs super loud, go, go like, I was a free man or something. And of course and he's I was limping. Like, like, I'm, yeah. Isn't it like something that where he has to be limping in all of his movies or something? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, better tomorrow, too. Like, yeah, better tomorrow. Well, this one this one at least starts with him limping and then he goes normal. Yeah, yeah, so, just for a little while. Yeah. But. He's, he is great at, uh, like, just... Over exaggerating just a little bit, you know, when he's oh, looking, yeah. it's, it's so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a great introduction to Chatty and Fat. And uh, this is the first time that we see, like, a minuscule, it's not even, a, it's not a big glimpse yet, but it's like a minuscule glimpse at the, uh, at just the power dynamics and kind yeah. of the, uh, in the prison. Because you see Mad Dog, as they call him, the, the doctor of the hospital. Yeah. And, like... Basically, just forcing everyone to do his will until Chow Yun Fat lets yes, them know, yeah. like you don't have to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, he likes to, he the maximum is only three days if you don't yeah, mob. Yeah, like yeah. it's fine. It's like a bigger penalty for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's another reason why I like Chow Yun Fat in this because he is that big brother character to kind of every new, kind of like every new member basically. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of why I like his arc the rest of this entire movie too. But. Um, specifically in the uh, in the hospital scenes, because this is a long scene. Like this is the end of what I call the arrival. 
is him in the hospital. Yeah. Um, because it is a fairly long scene of yeah. just him and Shaggy and it Fat. Is, yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty awesome. Because yeah. I do, I do love them in the stall. I'm just gonna say that's probably I, my favorite. I part wasn't of really feeling that scene. Oh, I love it. I see why. Oh, at the very uh, at the yeah, like right before the hospital scene is yes. basically done. Whenever he has to go take a shit. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, I forgot what he says to him. Uh, <laughs> I just remember the farting noise, like the. Yeah, yeah he I'm like, ah, like, no, no, I'm serious. I, I actually have to. Yeah, go. he's like, I actually have to go. This isn't a joke. Like, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, um, but because it's a great cut from when uh, he says that when they're in the stall to when he's singing in the courtyard. Yes, it transitions right to that. Yes, and that's what I. That's where I call like the part two of like because I I told you guys before and I had this movie structured in my head kind of in four parts. We already went through the arrival. The part two is like acclamation to the prison, kind of. Okay. Like it's his acclamation point, and the first part of this is the prison riot. Um, just an insane scene. I fucking love this scene so much. Like because it starts out with him just shooting outside of the prison and Chow Yun Fat singing the song about we are all friends, basically. (laughs) And then like you just have this is why this is why I love like the confinement in this because it just has these. It allows Ringo Lamb to have these shots of just like. Literally everyone being basically trying to, like, what the prison's trying to do, make you the same person. Like, literally walking the same line together. Like, you can't do, like, really anything. But, like, you can play, like, basketball or something. But, like, there's really not a lot you can do. Everyone's doing the same stuff, basically. It's very repetitive. It feels very crowded and stuff. Very crowded. And then, like, this is the first time that the boiling, like, this kind of, like, uh, how would you guys say it? Like. It's just like the a boiling point almost. Scene. Yeah, it's yeah. like a boiling there's point. There's multiple in the yeah. movie. Oh, there's multiple in the movie. This is the first one where Mad... Or I don't remember what this guy's name is, actually, but maybe his name... I don't remember his name, but... It's Mad Dog. Is it Mad Dog? There's, so there's two Mad Dogs. Oh, there is? <laughs> well, because the doctor's name is also Mad Dog, oh, but... Oh, yeah? That's confusing. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Or maybe not. I don't remember, but... But whatever. Mad Dog or whatever. He, he attacks uh, the two other main prisoners in this besides Tony Long and Chow Yun Fat. Which is Mickey and Bill. Is this the same okay, where they like, like run into good. them like to yeah. start the like, yeah. riot? Yeah, because like the riot, yeah, it literally just starts and it's it's basically just a gang war is what it's implied yes. to be. Because yes. there are, as we know in this, as we're, as we're about to find out in this movie, there's a lot of triad members in yes. here. And they're all like focused around these few, like the heads as they call them, in the prison. And we, we I, I don't think Bill or Mickey is a head. Like, those are actual... Like, Bill and Mickey, I'm pretty sure, aren't actual triad members. They just have, like, a following because they have some some of that power in the in the, uh, in the prison. But it's just showing, again, the power dynamics of the guards yeah. and what they're allowed to do to you, basically. Yeah. Um, or they'll just stand and watch for a little bit and stuff. Stand and watch until that boiling point happens, and then you just see... They, like, start the alarm and all the riot guards come out, and then um, you see... I think his name's Hung... Like Warden Hung, the main warden. That the, I like, call in my villain. notes. I call him like the handsome cop. The handsome cop. <laughs> he is, yeah, yeah. He's trying to be a handsome. Oh cop, yeah, he's sure, definitely like sure. showing off. Like oh, oh yeah, like, for sure. Because dude, he's also in City on Fire too, and he's playing he is, a similar yeah. kind of guy, which yeah. I love too. I, I like. He's a great actor. Honestly. He is really great. He, actor. He's good at playing that role of like this asshole. Just, yes, yeah. this, <laughs> this, you know this cocky asshole who's like basically know what kind of power he has. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like having to make deals and stuff with the prisoners too. Like he's just oh, one yeah. of them, you know. It's no, like, yeah. That's... Basically, his little riot squad is shown as another gang. Basically. Oh yes, for they're sure. It's another gang that you have to work with. No, that's that's one of the big things in this movie is showing kind of like I love how you pointed out at the at like at the end the the city shot because it's just the exact same thing. Like all these people, like these are criminal gangs 
But then you have the cops that are actually just a gang, but it's legal exactly. what they're doing in this prison. Like, no, he's making deals with some of them just to get yeah. information. He's literally framing... Uh, Dude, and it's so easy we'll because we'll get... I mean, we can just skip around because it doesn't really matter too much. But, like, we've literally... Like, we literally have multiple scenes in this movie where the superintendent comes in, they complain to him, and he's like, write me a report, and he looks to Hung, he looks to the guy that they're complaining about, and then he's just like, well, obviously he's not going to fucking write a report exactly. that's like, that says he's in the wrong. Like, so. It's so just like shows... No, the it shows so many examples of like, they'll, 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 maybe a little later on, but we'll see like three or four he- different hierarchy level cops in one room or something, and yes. they'll be like, why, why, why is this happening? Like, uh... I th- there's one where they're talking about the tribe members. And yeah, like, that's the. Is there that's tribe the members one, and yeah. they keep going down the yeah. line? Like, well, are there tribe members? He's yeah. like, no, there's no tribe members here. Yeah. Like, and they keep that's going. a great scene because yeah. it's the justice of the peace, the uh, the superintendent, and then yeah, the warden. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like good. you can't even keep track in your head who these people are. Like, yeah. Because to me, one of the central th- things in the movie is like how they try to get out of multiple situations where they, the people on the inside, see what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. But oh, the yeah. people on the outside don't want to believe it or they have their own thing. And so then they can only. Uh, basically, that's what, I think that's why the hospital is so important. Is they can only they only show the hospital because that's what happens after. Yeah, you know, after people get hurt, then they go to the hospital. Yeah. you know, like with the helicopters at the very end. It's also kind of implies the only safe space in the movie. Is yeah, the exactly. Yes, sure. yes, exactly. That's why I think that opening scene is really good with yeah. how long they spend. It's almost like a peaceful like oh, before the brutal is, yes. stuff we're getting to. You know, yeah. but that's why I also think with Chow Yun Fat at the end getting hospitalized, it's almost seen as peace too because he's getting taken away. To a hospital. Yeah, and he just kind of succeeded in his mission, at least, but... (laughs) Yeah, exactly, too, to, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, back on it's uh, we, we are kind of were at that point where he's making the deal with Mickey for the first yes, time. Yes, kind to, of to because they're him. like we we they they have we do have a couple scenes of like the laundry room, which is a really that's just another great scene of just like basically com- camaraderie being built between Chaddy and Fat and uh, I can't oh yeah their name is uh Chaddy and Fat's name in this movie is Ching and then Tony Leong is Liu is you. Okay. Um, but yeah, just a just their their relationship being built kind of in the laundry room. Because this is the time whenever the stolen scissors happens, and this is kind of what leads mm. to what you're about to talk about. You know, like yes. there are these stolen scissors, like uh, Mickey, who is one of the guys we were talking about earlier, who has who controls like one of these gangs in the in the prison. He tells one of his members, like, "Go steal these scissors. We're gonna need them for whenever this other guy's out of the hospital. The guy that was just beat up by Hung, the, the scene before in the prison riot. Yeah. Um, they're gonna need those to like actually kill him. And then, and then Tony Leung sees him and he's like." fuck you, you can't steal that. Or, like, he goes and, like, and tells Chiang Fat, and Chiang Fat's trying to act all cool about it. But, like, this is kind of... This is, like, where I think some people don't like the movie as much as Tony Leung's character, because they think he's, like, so... Kind of just stupid, yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, yeah. dull. He's like, causing he's, too many problems. He's causing a lot of problems. But at the same time, I do really like... I, I think that's a great part of his character, because he's just... He's literally just a regular guy that was thrown in here. He's an yeah. addict. He's what, a he's a graphic designer. Graphic <laughs> yeah, graphic yeah. designer for an addict. Yeah. So I, I, like, I also like how his like his glasses have like one of the frames like off basically. The yeah, whole time. basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, the stolen scissors, whatever. But yeah, I was talking about Tony Leung and his and like how, why I like that about him. But but yeah, we get back in this back in the cell block, and this is the surprise inspection you're talking about, basically. Um, they take and you can see it like since I've watched this movie three times in a fucking month like the first time I watched it I was like oh he might have a reason for taking for taking you but I don't know what it is or for taking Tony Leon's character but I don't know what it is yeah. and you and after watching it three times I'm like this motherfucker knew what he was doing right then and there like he knew he was wanting to frame someone probably because he already knew what he was going to talk about with Mickey 
Yeah. Like in the in the next interrogation scene. Yeah. Like if you guys remember, he talks to uh, Tony Long's character first. Like he talks to you first. And then asks him basically like the cop does? Yeah, the uh yeah, the warden or whatever. He talks to him first in the interrogation scene after the uh after the surprise inspection. Um and he's literally he's kinda just asking like who did this, like who had these weapons basically. If we would have known about the riot earlier, we could have stopped it. And you's just like, uh no, I'm not going to tell you anything. And then he sends him out and calls Mickey in. Mm, and so yeah. that's why I'm saying is like he already had this plan of like maybe if maybe if Tony the Young would have told him what what was happening, he, this would have happened later. But since he's actually being smart in this situation of like not ratting on people, um, he, gets he brings in Mickey and gets framed. Yeah. Like that's the only reason they brought that guy. That's the only reason they got they brought the guy that only been there a month. You know. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't have, they didn't find anything in his bunk. They just brought him because, like, or he just chose him because, so. And another good, like, example, like, a, just, like, a good thing in this scene is, like, the fact that it's easier to frame someone with no power. Or just, right? yeah. Or you, just, yeah. you can't frame Mickey because he has henchmen, right? It would just be way harder to beat yeah. up and stuff. Like, but if it's just one guy yeah. who gets framed. Well, it's also it's the new easier. guy, too. So. And the new guy. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. they, he doesn't yeah, have a relationship formed with anyone and, and that's something, like, cops in real life do a lot. Like, oh, that's yeah. like a big problem with it. Like, yes. they, they, they take advantage of people who can't defend themselves, who don't have the money or the resources to do that. Because, yes. no. yeah. yeah, basically the cop is this, he's using it for, uh, just to try to get ahead too, right? He yeah. wants to look He good. wants to find the stolen scissors that Mickey already knows yeah. where they are because he stole them. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's why, that's why I used to, I also, whenever I first watched this movie, I also thought Mickey was like the biggest asshole. And he still is an asshole. But what you realize, and what I probably should have realized my first time, is he also has literally no power. Like, even though they have gangs in this in this prison, they have no power. Like, they're still prisoners. It's, they it's say not, that. They say that later. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. They say that later in the their movie. Their power is like only they can, they still are very stuck and only can, they can do certain things. Yes, they can only they do certain still, things. He still has to go rat on the people when he has when the cop want, needs him to. Like he's yeah. still like very stuck and he can only do certain things and he only beat up certain people. Yeah, you know? it's well, it's either just like it's um like this happens later on in the movie, but like. He literally threatens him if you don't tell tell me who this is, I'm gonna like you're never getting out of here. Basically, you're like like you're just we're just gonna keep on adding days to your sentence because they can do that. Yeah, and so it's just like it's just showing that power dynamic. Yeah, but um, what happens next in this movie? Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, this is where things start going crazy. Where honestly. they actually beat him up? Oh yeah, they're back in the or well, it's actually like back in the laundry room first, where they where uh, he's accused of squealing, of like squealing. Mickey's accusing him of squealing. Okay, yeah. Um, and then we go back in the cell block because, yeah, like, yeah. Bill, I think is the good. He's like the good, another one of the good criminals. Whereas, yeah. like, we never know exactly what he did to get in here, so we don't have anything to, like hate him for or anything like that. Yeah. But and he's always like compared to he's Mickey, seen, he's like more rational. Anyway. Oh, he's more rational. Well, he doesn't he's hate. Seen, he's like seen he as hate. he's seen as like as kind of a chatting fat character almost. You know, like okay, yeah. he's the type of guy that cares about brotherhood. Yes, more yes. so than like he won't rat on people. You know, yes. like uh, he won't he won't do any of that he stuff. Like he has a code, code of conduct. Yes, you know, yes. like he has this code that he wants to uphold. But he gets really mad, obviously. So whenever they're back in that cell block, there's a beating that happens. And honestly, dude, you saying that makes me think. I think that's why Mickey. Uh, he has the more just the way his character looks. He has the more office look anyway. Yes, with the glasses. And oh, he, he definitely like, looks. He, 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 he looks like a manager. He looks like yes, a manager. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, honestly. And then Mickey, I didn't Mickey's either, more. Yeah. And then the other guy. Uh, what's the other guy? Bill. Bill. Yeah. He's more like traditional gang. Yeah. Gang. Uh, no, he looks like he looks like a blue blue collar worker. Yeah, almost, with yeah. the coat of contact you were saying or something. Yeah. I don't know. 
No, that actually makes sense. Though. Especially with Mickey, though, because he does say like yes. he has a distinct look. For he, sure. lo- he, he definitely look like looks the classic like a manager, angle. Man. You would he looks think. like a manager, especially yeah. the glasses. Yeah. No, but he's still intimidating, though. So he's oh no, he's definitely intimidating. I mean, he's got a lot of power. Heart, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, the beating in the cell block is also like I just think I like this is why I think this movie is honestly beautiful, like to look at. Like it's fucking okay, just yeah. insane. It looks awesome, oh, but but yeah, because they like this is Bill's code of conduct, you know. And honestly, this is what we see later on the in the movie. Also, this is kind of just the the cell block or the prison's code of conduct. This is one on one, you know. Like we'll take you on one on one. That way, like I'm doing you a favor, basically not laying not laying my not laying my gang gang up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll take you on one on one. I can beat you up like that, and that way you won't die or anything, you know. But but uh, he's doing this only because Mickey and Hung framed you. And Shaggy Fat is just like this is this is the some of the most powerless moments Shaggy Fat has in this movie because he's just like he literally can't do anything because yeah. he can't fight everyone in the prison obviously, and he knows how this shit works. Because he is a veteran, like as a veteran criminal, you know. He or tries. He's, like, he's been he, in here. Yeah. He actually tries to tell. Oh yeah, the cop. multiple like, times. He should try to get him out of here. Yes, like, yes. That's a, yeah, yeah. And that's another scene of just like Hung being an asshole and knowing exactly, exactly what he's wanting to do. You know, like. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, Hung's, but yeah, but then like Hung, he also you don't understand him completely because he is just like the worst at abusing his power. But he also they did give him a little bit of like sympathy, kind of during the prison riot or, or maybe it was a little bit after where they said he was like stabbed by a prisoner before and that's why he he treats them like this like they're all enemies okay. um it's because he was stabbed during one of those prison riots before. but that's what i'm saying but, that's why he's just another gang member yes you know yeah. he's, he's just part of the gang war now you know and he has yeah. his own gang and that's like, literally how he views it for sure yeah. um but yeah the beating ends and this it's honestly really sad because like because, like, Shaggy and Fash is there, like, kind of cradling you and going, like, it's okay. Don't let them see you cry, man. Like, like they're going to laugh at you if, you if they see you cry. But he's just, like, I mean, he's literally devastated you is, so. Um, but this is the first time, or maybe it's not the first time, because we have, I think we missed a couple of the scenes. No, this might be the first time we've seen his girlfriend. No, we no, we've, we've, missed we've missed a couple. We've missed one or two. Yeah, yeah we missed a couple. They, they interact yeah. uh, quite a bit. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, well, this, this is a couple. The this is the big one. Like, this is yeah, the important this is the one. one. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one where the girlfriend's going to England and like because it's significant because of what it's, happens right yes, after. Yes, yes. This is the other bo- the next boiling point. Yes. This is like what leads to the next boiling. It's like point, it's like this is like the cherry on top. You know, like yeah. This like the last things have already been bad. Things have already been happening as he's been trying to get acclimated to the prison, and then like this happens, and he's like, "Fuck." Dude, this is why you gotta watch Lajon. Oh, I yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm serious though. It's, it's actually yeah. a very similar thing that happens to Lajon. Yes, okay, yeah, actually, yeah, you are right. But this that. is why, like, honestly, I like Lajon a little more because it has just like a way more brutal ending than this one. Because where this one feels a little more a- happy. Yeah, you know, where at least he gets his happy ending. Honestly, yeah, actually, uh, even though it's it does still it's still not totally happy because we do see Chow Yun Fat going back into the yeah. prison. I mean, I'm skipping to the end, but I you do are, like yeah. the shot okay. too. But that's why you oh, should really yeah, watch so Lars Jean. You should really watch Lars Jean too, I mean, especially with the I whole bo- the boiling point with the prison thing. A guy Ooh. that a guy that gets into prison and it's not really his fault. Like it, it just shows like how 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 can prisons be reconciliations when yes, yes. The, the environment there is so like exactly, toxic basically yes. yeah like and then the, yeah. the, the prison just kind of represents society in general too oh okay yeah. damn honestly yeah the large Shots on the sounds, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of more especially when you're talking about the yeah. whole because there's a very there's a scene in large on it's very similar of like his girlfriend coming to visit him okay you know? okay yeah, I, do remember that, that, I do remember but, that yeah, yeah. No. He's he's one of the edition. I don't think start at the end with large or should honestly you could start with any of them besides movies you don't have to go in order really yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. No, no, it's, I, we'll always take Persona talk on here. You know, we'll get to him. We'll, we'll get to him. We'll get to him soon. But yeah, his girlfriend or, uh, or uh, Tony Leung's girlfriend is leaving for England. This scene, he's devastated, obviously. But uh, Chow Yun Fat is also also has a key thing in this, like a key moment in this in this scene where he's also in the same uh, meeting area and he meets his son. Or like this is yes, the first time we see like his connection. To we the still don't know what he did. I don't. Not know. yet. Yeah. Not yet. We don't know yet. We just see his son. We just see his son and his mom. So you're like, well, something obviously happened to his wife because she's not there. And uh, but this is just a really sweet scene. Like it really is sweet, showing just like giant fat. It's honestly this is all establishing later on like what happens or like whenever giant fat confesses to you and like what he did, like he killed his wife. Whenever she, whenever he came home and found her sleeping yes, with yes, someone else, he killed yes. her. He killed her, and all these scenes of showing him like this is literally what we're going to get to soon. Of that, be tolerant. You gain gain peace, or like it's I be tolerant. I have it right. Yeah, okay, because yeah, I wrote be down tolerant. So you gain peace and calm. Be humble. You reach new horizons. Yeah, because like this whole movie is literally kind of about that, about like trying to trying to contain your emotions and to be calm and like undo all this stuff, no matter the situation. Yeah. But we see Chowing Fat specifically in this movie. He can't do that. Like, well, because remember what he says right after that. I can't uh, follow it. He yeah. says, "I wrote it, but I can't follow yeah. it." Yeah. And uh, this is like honestly the best line in the movie, or at least it, it, is. it explains yeah. his break at the end. When he says, uh, remember, this is a zoo. Lions, tigers, yeah. elephants. You're the lamb and I'm the monkey. We get bullied all the time. We have to grin and bear it. Yeah. And basically, like, uh, honestly, because the sounds, I don't know if there's actual animal noises, but I think there are, like, maybe distinct kind of yelling. They might, there might be. I mean, there's bird it's sounds, very, for sa- sure. It's very, like, creepy noises anyway, when he's, like, just, you know. No, The, yeah, the yeah. scene where he just goes crazy at the end. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah, there are definitely creepy sounds going on there. I don't know, there might actually be a zoo. There might actually be a zoo. I need to go back and listen to No, that. yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do that after the podcast, honestly. Yeah, because that's, like, that where, that's where it really feels like a zoo where everything breaks, you know, Oh, yeah. Where, like, all the animals are just kind of going crazy. Yeah, well, it's already he literally kind of... locks them in there. Yes. Uh, Hung does. Yes. Oh, he lost the, the the ending is so fucking amazing. No, We're definitely I mean, we already that. skipped we we, uh, we skipped over we skipped some the first break. Already. We already skipped his break because like each one of them had like their break. Yes, their own right? breaking point. And yes, because their yeah because Yu's breaking point comes directly yes. after this yes. where they're back in the laundry room and Mickey confronts them basically saying like do this stuff we'll sell with cigarettes you know like because you obviously did this and he's like because <laughs> Chow Yun Fat comes over he's like yeah we'll sell with cigarettes and then he's like how about and well none do basically and it's like oh my god because <laughs> like the line is literally like we'll sell with this amount of cigarettes and then you and then he's like how about none <laughs> and then he just like gets into he starts a fight with yeah, Mickey yeah. and like with everyone because he's just he's had it he's had it. it's this breaking That's point like, so that we, we just, all are talking about he just about. heard yeah. about the girlfriend thing yeah he's had it with just with just life at this point exactly. as we see at the end of this at the end of this where he tries to kill himself yeah. like it's, a, it's an attempted suicide literally last, uh, and uh, what really broke him is that he cut shagging, like he cut yes. Chagin fat like that's what like he that's what actually broke him like broke his sanity at this point kind of yes. And like made him want to kill himself is because he was in that like rage where he didn't even know friend from foe. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I love the suicide scene because it's also another thing where it shows kind of Bill's character too of doing this like one on one type of thing where he doesn't get involved also. Because like Bill, I really like Bill's character in this honestly because he's he's got he's an interesting middleman. He is know? like yeah. he doesn't do anything in this scene where he doesn't like he obviously doesn't like Mickey. Because they get into fights multiple times, multiple times in this movie, 
but he also won't step into someone else's problem, you know, yeah. whenever it's happening, even though Chatting Fat, who it's he like likes those, also, it's like, those like two literally about like to die. Middle, those two are like the middlemen characters, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At least the ones that we see, because we don't really see the heads. No, we don't much. see the heads we too much. We only see them getting really arrested. That's right? actually what I was wanting to mention kind of earlier about, like, this... They don't. They have some amount of power. Is like, but they really don't. Is the heads is during whenever they're actually like doing the hunger strike later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're That's they're locking up all they're locking up all the heads, and then their gang members get up and are about to fight everyone. And then one of the heads literally turns around and says, "Sit back down. What are you guys doing? This is still a prison." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he literally has to say that. Like he has to say like, even though we're we're treating like like we can think like this like like we're we're thinking like this with each other like we can't actually take on the prisoner like the wardens and the guards and stuff yeah, like that because yeah. we're still in prison like yeah, yeah. like we this this small amount of power that we think we have we don't really have even but see but I, I think that's definitely true but it's also true like from the reverse side of the prison doesn't even have that much power in terms of the heads so the have floor. to yeah, the head yeah. is the one that has to say it yeah yeah I mean, before, they, they yeah, before they or start the, it would actually would have yeah. broken to a riot it would have yeah so it's like it's like two sided, like they both need each other. Yeah, you know, that, and that's kind of what it is. That's what a system is. Both sides need each other. You know, it's part yeah. of the same. No, oh, and this movie is definitely about kind of like how a system fails too. Obviously, um, like or how like a system the system fails, fails people. the people in it, yes. but the system kind of works the way it's intended. Yes, yeah, you know? kind of. Yeah, the system doesn't want ter- these to be people. It, so, and that's what I was kind of saying earlier in terms of like. Uh, we see multiple times where the, uh, like we see Chow Yun Fat or someone they try to warn people yeah. like this is going to happen or like we take us to the hospital no, yeah, we can actually talk about that right uh, now because yeah. the, I love the interrogation scene after he yeah, tries to kill he's, himself because he's, like, he's literally out, saying that I actually wrote it all yeah. down off the will okay, it but yeah, I, yeah I just talk, talk while I try to find it uh, <laughs> well basically I do remember that like he's basically like okay, Chow Yun Fat's getting out his anger in terms of like yes. I, I warned him before this was going to happen yes. exactly like I said. And yeah, because he tried, he, like, if, like, because before he tried to get him moved to the hospital because yeah. he knew this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the superintendent literally, he, so this is how it starts. He's like, why'd you fight? Ching, Ching just says misunderstanding, which Ching is Chow fast character. He just says misunderstanding. The warden says, what? You think we're stupid? <laughs> you have the guts to fight but not to confess? And then Ching's like, I like to fight. What of it? <laughs> we need to know the reason. Why do you fight all the time? And then Ching says, go ask Mickey. And then the warden says, uh, the superintendent is asking you right now. And then Ching says, it's simple, it's your fault. And then he yeah. call, and then the warden calls Ching by his number and says, watch your words or I'll sue you for slander. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, I'll definitely watch my words. You inspected the cell that morning, you took him to the security room. Like, he's basically just saying all this stuff. And then it gets to the point at the end where he says, why pick on him? You know damn well people will think he squealed. You framed him because he's new. I begged you to put him in the hospital, you ignored me. What are we supposed to do? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like that's literally kind of how it ends, and well, it does, and then it ends with like the Warren saying, "Why are you raising your voice?" And then he's like, "I always talk like this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's how they basically get put in isolation. Like, yeah, that's how they get put in isolation, the... and uh, the isolation and then getting put in is what I actually call in my in my like part three in my mind is like okay. the good times of like in quotation marks oh, in this yeah, prison because yeah, yeah. this is like basically the only time in this movie where you and, Ch- and uh, Ching are like happy basically yeah, awesome. and yeah, and I fucking like, love these scenes like, it's like one year scenes, later so. too I think yeah no it skips to one year later yeah, after, right they after, get out, yeah, after they get out of isolation it skips to one year later and I love it because it plays the, it's like just a great montage oh, of yes. just like they're like working in the fields. Yeah, just working yeah, in the right. fields, and I just oh, it's so no, funny. But the, the scene of them like dancing together is like one. Of my well, no, this That's we're not there yet. Oh, we're not there yet? Yeah, this is oh, the okay. this is the montage before where it actually ends with one of the greatest shots in the movie, where he's pulling up 
from the uh, and you just see like the the uh, walls of the prison or like the chain link fence of the prison. And he's pulling up as you see prisoners walking by in the rain, and it's just like future full of hope is like the last <laughs> line in the uh, in the song. And that oh, it's just such oh, a good shot, dude. Gotcha. It's just such a good shot. But yeah, that's like that's kind of why I call this like the good times. Basically, it's because it is showing like they're actually having a decent time right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now, like this is not what you make and make of. something good out of the awful situation yes there. exactly yeah. but yes after that montage we get the new year's party okay, in the yes. well dude because uh, it is there's like a shot of the city the first time we see the city skyline there's two times at the very end and this time yeah and it's this time it's before i guess they get released for the night or something uh like what what does he do it's like new year's for them isn't it yes but do they get released? No, they don't get released. Like, what's they uh no they're they're just in their they're cell just block. celebrating. They just celebrating their cell. Yeah, it's it's just the that like, it's their New Year's party in the cell block. Okay, okay is exactly. what I call it. So because okay. it's just their normal cell block that they're in. Oh, okay, yeah, with so much homoerotic. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, but yes. what were you talking about? Mm-hmm. The, where the city? We see a shot of the city. Yeah, time? we do right before he says that before New Year's and stuff. Oh, okay, uh, I have to. I don't remember actually seeing a shot of the city because we see like the like a. I think it's a Kodak sign or something. Maybe, maybe it's like. Oh, okay. I do them, remember what you're talking maybe about. Maybe it's to represent them being like more optimistic that they can think towards freedom since like they're in a happier time later in their sentence. But I was just saying more like because uh, it's it's literally right after you were saying the full, future full of hope with the prison. Yeah. Oh. It, it shows those. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just no, the reverse I do of this, what yeah. I was saying at the very end in terms of it shows the prison and the city. Actually, the same thing. It shows the prison and the city skyline again, yeah. just comparing the two. So we only see we see that almost comparison twice. That's a great. Oh, I mean, we're gonna have to watch this part again. Also, whenever we get back over there, because I I love how I love if if I'm seeing this in, in my mind the way that you're saying it. It's like he's pulling up from the. Uh, from him looking at the prisoners walking to that future full of hope yeah, but right there's to the like city. Cha- there's like oh, a yeah, wire. Yeah, the chain yep, link wires. It's right there, and then it cuts, oh, and the next man. shots are the And the next shot is the city. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. that's so good. Damn. Those two uh, okay, okay, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, because that really does just showcase what you're trying to say. Like, and that's what I was like, this it would always make sense just to call a city on fire, though. Yeah, yeah. If, it would just make the metaphor more, you know, just out there, like, yeah. up front. Yeah. No, yeah, he's definitely. I definitely think he's trying to do that for sure. Oh also. yeah, especially uh, with the whole like hierarchy stuff with yes, all the different characters and like stuff. who has power and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, New Year's in the cell block, obviously, yeah, yeah. fucking amazing. It's a great scene. song and everything. Great song. This is where this is where we oh, we've already said what Chai and Fad did in the movie, but like this is where we actually find out. Like he he confesses to you for the first time because he sees him like putting the three cigarettes lit in the oranges. Oh, dude, that's my favorite shot. That's in the movie. so good, dude. It's so no, that was gonna be my right recommendation for the podcast. Oh, I love that one too. I mean, I love that one. I I, I personally, I personally love the one with Chai and Fat and the tinfoil sunglasses playing the violin. See, that's a good one. Right at the very beginning of the prison riot. Like that's my favorite shot, probably. Because we're gonna use that song. Too, probably. Probably, yeah. Oh, no, well, uh, we you, didn't you really. We had the other one. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do the one for this New Year's scene, honestly, okay, because okay. it's in way better quality. Yeah, Air, yeah. It's, yeah. it's easier to find. Yeah. Uh, well, the ones that I found, the other one, it's just not the same song that's in this one. Because I honestly think what they did in this one, because the song that they that actually I, that's on Spotify and YouTube is just a conglomeration of Maria Cordello, Cordello who is the, like, the lead singer of the song, and a bunch of other people just singing together. Which that's what the end song is in this is just all the prisoners singing together basically. And it was a popular, so already popular song. Oh, I'm popular? sure it was already popular, okay. but yeah. but that's why I was saying is like I'm sure that they just had everyone singing the song together at the very end of that, and that's what they used, like with with her voice obviously as well. But like they just add everyone from everyone the cast in also. Is well, that's what I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know like that, that for a fact, but that's what it sounded like whenever I was listening to no, it. It does sound like that. 
But yeah, I mean, like the New Year's scene was there. Say, this is just fucking yeah, amazing. Like, I just love the dancing and scene. I, and I love any, every movie, any movie that does a free a freeze frame. Yes. And we get one of them, when they're oh, dancing, and they're like, we get a lot of them in Hong Kong, man. I love yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Freeze frames are the best. No, um, yeah, John Woo loves them too. Yes, John Woo and, and Sweetheart loves them as well. But um, yes. why? What I have next in this like good times part is we're getting to the end of it already. Like the New Year's, the New Year's in that montage is basically why I consider the good times because like Mickey immediately comes back basically yeah, <laughs> after yeah. after the New Year's party. Yeah. Um, I still consider this part of the good times though because it's not like. This is, like, a part where they've... Like, he's passed the acclimation part, obviously. Like, that's why I named this The Good Times. Like, he's acclimated already in the prison, and he starts... He's understanding, like, how it's kind of, how it kind of works in here. And so, like, whenever Mickey gets back, they're not... It's, there's not as much animosity between Ching and you and, yeah. and Mickey as there was yes. before he left. Which uh, may be because, like, Mickey was actually beaten at the prison that he was at. Like, he, I know he says that whenever they, whenever he comes back. Like, he was, like, he'd never been beaten like that before. Because he doesn't want to sell at, at the very beginning, whenever they come, whenever they ask him to. So but, he has more interest in staying there, too, and stuff. Yeah, something like that. But, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I actually forgot, I, for, I forgot that this is how it ends. But, um, you, you actually goes up to the warden again to ask for a transfer because he doesn't think Mickey's, like, done with him or anything yeah. yet. And uh, the warden says, "I'll see what I can do," but he doesn't do shit, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is where this is the next scene that we were talking about before, where the justice of the peace comes. Yes. And is. along with the superintendent and the warden, all there, and then we have the prisoners, yeah. and then Ch- Ching or Chugging Fat in this character is just so fucking funny because he's just looking at you, like. Don't say shit. Please don't say anything. And then you just over here, like he just uh, raises his hand, like, uh, "Can we get transferred?" <laughs> why do you want to be transferred? Yeah, why do you want to be transferred? Yeah, tribe members. And then that great scene, of, like, there are tribe members. Yeah, they're tribe like, members. Yeah, and I was like, there are no tribe triad members here. And then you's like, "How dare you say that?" There's the anti triad unit that's been been active for years. There are yeah. of course triad unit triads here. Like, how dare you say this? Especially when, especially that like, one of the opening scenes is when we see like how many. people people are tribe members yeah they stand up half of them stand up yeah (laughs) oh but yeah it's just a great scene because like this is the this is the part where like they are saying uh okay make a (laughs) make a report for me and like hung's the one that has to make the report and he's obviously not going to make a good one for them and uh they walk out and then use like what are our chances? And then she, and then she's just over there like, ah, it's hard to say. And then it's just this great, the great cut to them like cleaning the sewage traps basically yeah, outside oh, the yeah, prison yeah. with like shining yeah. foul, just like three cigarettes out of his mouth and two stuck up his nose, like yeah, just going oh, like this. Yeah. I can't do this anymore, man. I can't do this. And then I just love the line of like you going like, it's okay, we can switch. Get up here. He's like, you bet I will. You bet yeah, I will. He oh just starts God. climbing yeah. up, but. But yeah, no, and I just love the shot of like them just because they're well, they're they're smoking by the tree and they're actually outside of the prison. That's true. With just a guard there, and they're actually it's actually kind of a happy scene. It's why I still have it in the good times part, but because they are happy together. Because he's like, I'm sorry for 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 causing you trouble again, and then they just kind of laugh about it. Um, And this is around the time where the girlfriend has told him he's. Basically. Yeah, yeah, this she's is, coming back. Yeah, she's coming and back. And he only has yeah. three more months. She, uh, yeah, yeah, she loves him and everything. Yeah, so, and yeah. he only has three more months. So yeah, because like, we have another month. Honestly, to me, this is where I was like, oh shit, is he gonna die? Like, because uh, <laughs> it's like, why are they setting up this whole three months thing? Yeah. And she's coming back. Like, it's like, it's like too perfect. You know? Well, yeah. the, the reason they're setting it up is because it's at least the fourth, well, the, fight, the fourth yeah, point yeah, of well, the fourth the point the of last. like what I consider this movie. Like, there have been breaking points in this movie, but I consider like this fourth and last act of the movie the breaking point. Obviously, um, 
And it starts with the price hike in the prison. That's what literally causes all yeah. this, is, like, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which actually which makes a lot, which sense. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Hung is part of the price hike, right? He's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the one that raises it. Um, yeah, no, so the prisoners in this, in, in the, well, and prisoners just in society, they do get, like, a salary and everything. It's, it's a fucking no wages at all, basically, but... It is something yeah. that they can at least use. They're basically slaves. They're basically yeah. slaves, yeah. And that's literally what this scene is saying, is, like, they raise the price of Marlboro's, like, to, like, they literally have to work, and then all their money goes to, like, buying cigarettes, basically, because they don't have any money left over after that, if they wanted to buy cigarettes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just showing, like, how the system is just even trying to keep them even more down. And also, like, maybe they want this prison riot to happen, you know, kind of, yeah. like, because... Why would they do that otherwise, honestly? I don't know. They knew this was going to piss people off, so... Um, I don't know. Like, that's a good question. I don't know if they, they just seem, like, too close about it. Like, it just seems more like we just want more money. Kind know? of, yeah. I don't know. Um, or maybe it's just, like... I, I honestly think it's just Hung being a dick. Like, because that's... Cause that's he kind of likes doing that, obviously. Yeah, like, he yeah. likes how He likes lording his power. That's what I'm saying. Just people, showing obviously. your power. Like, you have yeah. to, if you're a yeah. gang... Like, if you're a leader, you have oh, to show yeah. your power, you know? Yeah, um... But yeah, this is the... I mean, the prisoners decide to go on a hunger strike because of this. Um, which is obviously a huge thing. Like, the hunger strikes... Like, that that should be your last option, your last resort in, like, yeah. anything, basically, is a hunger strike. Um, but that's what that's where they feel like they've been pushed up against. Um, and that's what gets all the heads to work together. Yeah, that's what gets all that... Because it, it, it just starts out originally with just, like... Bill and then Chai and Fat and all them like they're the only ones basically not eating and then everyone else is still eating until Bill and Bill ends up getting thrown in the hospital because he has a stomach ache because like Hung comes over to his table and says why aren't you eating and he's like stomach ache and he's like well go to the fucking hospital because yes. he thinks he's the one that like kind of like initiate all this yeah, yeah. which yeah I mean kind of yeah but uh, but at the same time he just throws him in the he just throws him in the thing. Or in the that's when he's like walking around and then he realizes no one's eating. Yeah, or that's yeah uh, because they, I can't remember exactly when they start dumping their food yet, but I think it's not this scene actually where Bill gets sent off. I think it's the okay, next it's scene the next because scene. the next scene after that we get them like talking. Yes. Or we yeah. get everyone together like the heads and everyone are actually talking about like yes yeah, we're yeah. going to do this yeah. this hunger strike and this is like. This is where even this, like, code of... This brotherhood, like, forming and this code of conduct, like, between just prisoners itself is even, like, deeper than than we thought before. Because, like, there are these rival gangs in this prison. But even when... But whenever, like, push comes to shove, they're still all on the same side. Yes. Whenever it comes up to the bigger grain, which, yes. is, the, which is the war and the guards. Like, yes. whenever they're the ones that are, like, actually trying to do shit, they, they will... All like band mm -hmm. together and be brothers, kind of for the. No, it for is kind of like cause, a hopeful so. moment. Yes, you it know? is. Like, yeah. Especially if you take it with the whole city metaphor too, where it's like you know, just it could just be taken as a union or something, mm -hmm. or yeah. just workers standing up for themselves too. Yeah. Oh, for sure, that's what it is. is. You know, I mean, that's kind of what. Yeah. Anytime something like this happens, that's what it kind of is for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. But then after that is whenever we get the real, like the first. I call this the scene. I call this the part where like Xing and Hung's animosity really starts to come out. Like, cause they hate each other, or they really don't like each other already, obviously. But like, it was. It's this scene where like um, Hung comes in, takes Mickey into the fucking bathroom, and basically says, basically frames him, saying, "If I go out there and arrest the heads, they're gonna think you did it." And uh, and so Mickey's literally just trapped. He's like, "Oh, I can't. I can't do anything." So he goes back out there. And um, 
That's why they decide to. But they decide, yeah, they 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 decide to shout you into. Well, they decide. He decides on, or the Hung decides on using you. But whenever he goes out there, um, Chinese that's like, don't go. And it's honestly a great scene of just like standing up kind of for yourself or for kind of like your rights and air quotes. Well, especially since he knows he only has three more months and, you know, he's... Well, he only has three more months and this has already happened before where he's been taken by himself into a room and been framed for squealing. So, like, he... Obviously, he knows what's going to happen. And then you also knows what's going to happen, too. Like, he, he... I mean, that's why he decides to stay. But then Hung uses that he uses that opportunity to like kind of get uh, chatting fast character out of the way almost by making him seem like the one that squeals whenever he like leans yeah, over yeah, real yeah. close and says, yeah, "What are yeah. they gonna think whenever I'm down here yeah. talking to you like this?" And then uh, and then I come up and like arrest those three. Yeah, basically. And that's what happens. And that's literally what happens. That that's what leads to the fight, right? Like with him locking them in there and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what leads to so. After that, after that scene of like Hung and Chaggy and Fat talk, like whispering to each other, Hung gets back up and walks over and like arrests all of the heads basically yes. and lock and tell, yes. says yes. to lock them away because they're the ones that initiate this hunger strike and that's a huge thing. And then what leads to the actual fight is after the superintendent, I'm pretty sure, walks in. And saying, like, why did you guys do this hunger strike? You didn't need to do that, basically. Like, you just need to talk to me. Um, Hung goes over and, like, tells Mickey to eat. And Mickey starts eating. Oh. And then he goes over to Chang Fat and tells him to start eating. And then he just throws the plate in his fucking yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saving face with the heads, as we know, like, that's going to need to happen. But it's also... This is the first time where the superintendent sees, ha- sees like, Hung acting the way he's acting, too. Because most of the time, it's just, like... It's just the warden beating people by yeah, himself and like, with his gang, basically. Yes, yes, yes. But this is the first time where the superintendent basically sees him doing this. I mean, he doesn't really... He he tells them to stop and to send them to a hospital, but he doesn't do anything besides that, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they get they, they get sent to the hospital. You and Shaggy, in fact, get sent to the hospital. Um, and it's in here, we find... I mean, Bill's back here, but yeah. Um... Yu's literally just kind of telling Shaggy and Fat... Because Shaggy and Fat's supposed to get out before him. Before you is like he's supposed to get out a couple weeks earlier. I'm pretty sure. Oh really? Like, yeah, no. Like that's what you said. That's what you says on the bed. He's like, you gotta just deal with it a little bit longer because you're about to get out of here. You can't let him take. We can't let him like do this to you. And then and then he's like, how how can I do that? Basically, yeah, yeah. if I didn't throw that plate in his face. I would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he does actually say what you were saying earlier of how, like, the power dynamics, like, the heads do have actual power because they can't kill people inside yeah, the prison. Because yeah. um, he says that. He says, like, you have no idea how much power they actually have here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah which is, like, is the city metaphor makes a lot more sense, too. It does, yeah. Law enforcement and, like, higher people, they have unlimited power to do anything. Like, yeah. their power is unchecked, basically. I mean, basically. Yeah, which is a huge problem, you know. No, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> like, we're just allowing people to basically think they're God. They're basically, like, they're God, basically. Like, they can't do any wrong thing wrong, so... They are God. Of I mean, course, yeah. people are going to abuse that power. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's the just the nature of humans. Uh, no, the Warden does a great job of that, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, he comes in. He could, he does come in later and, like, basically, to, he sends them back to the cell block. He knows what he... Like, this is what I've been saying this whole time. Like, he knows what he's doing this entire movie. Like, he's not doing this shit just... Just because he's doing this shit because he wants he wants this to happen like he wants like this this boiling this boiling point to like I think especially since the triad thing where they're the ones that called them on on, like they're being triads and stuff like yeah especially you like literally pointing right in his fucking face but um but yeah they get locked back in the cell block and I this is where like the ending of this movie is just 
I love it so much because it's just it's it's it goes completely off the rails almost. But it's not really like off the rails because you understand all the emotions behind it and everything. Because like Chow Yun Fat and you are just back in there, and Chow Yun Fat is pissed. Like you can just see it right immediately on his face. Um, but yeah, like this is the final confrontation between him and Mickey and him and Hung. Yeah, because it's, and, I, and it's really is both of them because you does help also he yeah. mostly just helps in turn to let him get get a little bit of a break from the beating basically take some hits but, yeah basically take some hits from him there are some brutal hits in this fucking oh, movie yeah. man oh. like because Chow and Fat just kicks Mickey right in the fucking face and then this is where that one on one comes back into it of like everyone else in the prison is doing this one on one thing and so they pull all their they pull all the gang members off of uh, off of Chow and Fat and just make it Mickey versus Chow and Fat. Yeah. But yeah, like Mickey throws throws Chai Yun Fat like against the bed frame, which is yes. crazy. That one was insane. He also throws you like on top of the double of like the bunk bed, and he lands there and then falls on the floor. I don't know. There there are some like hard hits in this movie, but yeah, it, it starts to end up of like of Chai Yun Fat obviously gets the upper hand on Mickey. Um, mostly because it did, they the prisoners allow it to be a two on one fight because like because uh, they they saw Mickey eat. That's the that's the huge thing about this is like he broke that code yeah, of, yeah, of the entire yeah, yeah. like he broke that bond that everyone else had yeah. of like he's the only one that ate. Yeah. So like they want they basically want him dead. Like they they're literally like whenever Chai and Fat's chasing him under the beds and like throwing the beds saying Mickey get out of here yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like everyone else is chanting kill him yeah, kill yeah, him yeah. like it's fucking insane. But yeah they. This entire time while this is happening, it's kind of like intercut with the guards on the outside going like, "Open the well, gate!" Hung, <laughs> yeah, Hung, Hung's the gone. one that lost it. And he's he got. Won. He's the only one with the keys. He knows, yes. like, like you said, he knows yes. what's wanting, he knows what he wants to happen in this no, situation because yeah. he comes back in later on, like basically whatever Mickey's about to fucking die because yeah. Chai and Fat's just like choking all life yeah, out yeah. of him on the on the uh, bunk bed. But yeah, this is so like uh, Chai Yun Fat won that battle with Mickey, obviously. <laughs> um, and then Hung comes in. He opens up the gate, and he's just—he doesn't think anything's going to happen to him. I, I fully believe he doesn't think anything's going to happen to him yeah. this entire time well, yeah, because it's just that bravado. So much, yeah, it's that yeah. bravado and ego that he has, yeah. where he's just coming in. He just beats the hell out Chai Yun Fat. And then whenever everyone else in the prison starts to like tackle him, basically, he starts to walk out. And I just love this scene where Chai Yun Fat just like huffing and puffing, and he just sees them like running, like walking away. Sees blood. Sees literally sees red, and he climbs up on that fucking bunk bed, and he just starts running across the beds and drop kicks this motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god! Slow motion. Yeah. Slow mo drop. And this is where you can tell he's definitely broken. Like, oh, his yeah. face looks crazy. Yeah, and like, this is like what I was saying this is earlier. Like his full metal jacket moment. Um, yeah, 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 literally, yeah. yeah. But this is like this is not even the first time this has obviously happened to Shining Fat's character in this movie because like. The reason he's in this prison is a crime of passion. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like so that's like why that's why I was back. saying, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like he's not a bad man. Like that's what this whole movie I feel like is also trying to say about most of these prisoners. They aren't bad people. They just did bad, or like they made mistakes and ended up here. And obviously, killing your wife is bad. Obviously, killing your wife is bad. But there are crimes of passion. Like that's yeah, why they are a little bit. That's why they are like judged like less harshly than like first degree murder or something yeah, yeah like crimes of passion are not judged like as as harshly but yeah i just i really like that because like because Ch- shagging fat like drop getting this breaking point is like it's kind of just showing who he is as a character like he wants to gain this peace and calm like he had like he wrote down that chair on the stool earlier but he can't like yeah, well and honestly it's like 
should he? Like, well, that's like, what I'm saying. That's like, the, the cop other thing. locked him in there. Like, yeah, like, like the, this is this is the only thing he can really do to yeah. protect himself and to the one he the only person he basically cares about in the in the prison, which is you. Yeah, um, yeah that's crazy. Well, yeah, biting the ear off and everything. <laughs> Fucking love it. It's so good. Because he is insane. Because I just love after he drop kicks him, like, Hung's just, like, slowly getting back up, and then Chai Fast just laying there, like, looking at him, and he just starts laughing. Oh, yeah. No, he, oh, yeah good it's, stuff. It's good stuff. Good well. stuff. But, yeah, it ends with them going to the hospital, and then the shot of the... Or, no, it ends with, the, yeah, them going to the hospital, and then we get, like, the... The conclusion, basically, the of like use use basically says bye to the prison and everything. Yeah, and the one the one thing that the that one of the heads actually says is don't look back whenever you get out. And the one thing he does, he tries to run back in the fucking prison whenever he's just trying to him. Whenever he's like, yeah, but that yeah, a great last shot though. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great last shot of the city. Like what you're saying, the just kind of tying everything together, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Of like this is happening in the prisons, but it's also happening in the fucking city, everywhere, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywhere where this power di- power, power dynamic is is where this shit happens. So yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. No, I movie. I love Prison on Fire. I mean, obviously, great title. Great, great title, great title. I mean, honestly, this thing, City on Fire, Prison on Fire, School on Fire, like all in the same year and a half. I'm it's pretty a good sure. like anthology, I guess, it is. or whatever. Yeah, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. trilogy. Well, it's, it is an anthology because he does have Prison on Fire too. Like, there is a sequel to this. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, damn. Um, so you've seen this three times. Yes, I, I have seen seen this three times. I haven't watched the sequel yet. Um, and then he also has one that came out like eight years ago or seven years ago called Sky on Fire. Oh, okay. Which I'm yeah. assuming is about a plane. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Wow. Okay. Sounds cool, but yes, I'm already I'm already intrigued. Yes, but uh, that ends Prison on Fire. I, I mean, if it if it didn't come through during the podcast, I'm enthusiastic about this movie. Very, but, very much so. Don't worry. But don't worry. <laughs> but uh, but this let's get into our next movie, which is Nagiso Shima's swan swan song final movie. Yeah. I don't know if he knew he was dying, but who knows? Yeah, but but uh, how old was he when he made the movie? How old was he? I don't even know. I don't know how old he was whenever he died. So. Let me see. I'll look it up. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah, we're doing Taboo. Which is just the best, honestly. It's a great movie. But, yeah, yeah, before we actually get into that, I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on it first, since this is obviously your blind spots. Yeah. um, So this one, I've seen one Oshima movie, which was In the Realm of the Senses. Yeah. uh, Which is an interesting one to start with. I I, I do want to revisit it someday. Oh, I do too, yeah. yeah. Because I've I've read some stuff about it that maybe... Thing is, though, in that movie, there's a lot of sex in it. It's all sex, yeah. (laughs) Um, and so I, I didn't really know what to expect coming to this, but though he, he does look like a really interesting director. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I love this one mainly because it kind of reminds me of uh, like McCabe, Mrs. Miller in a way, uh, where it goes into a specified genre. Yeah, you know, West, this is going to samurai. McCabe is going to go into western, basically taking like the romanticization out of it in a way. Like, uh, like McCabe, Mrs. Miller, it's like. It's it's a western, but it's more about like capitalism uh, and stuff like that, uh, deconstructing the genre. While this one is does does basically the same thing, but with the samurai genre. Yeah, uh, which I love. And I just love yeah. like the somber. Tone it's definitely it's deconstructing the uh, the machismo and yes. brotherhood behind it for sure. <laughs> Honestly, yes. yeah. Like it's a I don't lot, know, uh, like because there are like it's still a lot of machismo aspects to it. It's just are, more like, yeah. maybe just showing the other side of it. Yeah. Of like basically. I think he's a little more lighthearted than the characters are in the movie in terms of showing, like, this is what happens when a bunch of men are together. Yeah, you know? honestly, like, yeah. Uh, oh, and, like, sure. why a lot of these men wanted to have power in the first place. Yeah. You know, and, like, why they were recruiting certain men and stuff like that. You know, just, like, it gets more into the details where, yeah. like, 
like you're saying, it feels like it's deconstructing because in the Samurai myth or epic, usually you think of just like grand characters, like a Kurosawa one, where you're not yeah. actually getting into the details of why they're recruiting this this guy, this like this boy versus this guy or something. You know? Yes, and it feels way more just I don't know, like uh, like local almost. It does feel uh, it's like a single location. Yeah, you know, it's also a great you know? title too. Taboo, oh, like yeah, Strange Blue. But I've only seen uh, like I'm, I'm like Luke. I've only seen uh, in the Roman senses. His movies look so interesting too. I see. I've they seen because I was I looking. Know, yeah. I was just looking at Letterboxd now. His first feature was directed in 1959. Damn. So this one we're doing now is 40 years. 40 later. years. Well, how old did you, did you find out? How old he was born 19. Uh, okay, that can't be right. That can't be right. It says 1954. No, Wait, that can't. What? Be right. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Yeah, we pause the podcast. <laughs> five years. While we figure out this man's five years old. Yeah, we'll find it. Oh, 1932. Okay, so oh, he died in 2013. Oh, So he just didn't make another movie. Holy shit! He, died he just actually movie. he actually retired. Six, Sixty-seven. Years <laughs> Good old on him. No, when yeah. this movie released, it's kind of like Bellatar. You know, I, I yeah, actually you know, saw Bellatar. He's like, he's like, I'm not gonna. Okay, years active 1953 to 1999. Yeah, born in 1932. His last, and he died in 2013. Okay, so 67 years. Uh, but he made movies for basically 40 years. Yeah. Damn. I had just assumed he would have died because he, cause he didn't make another movie, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good on for just retiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, don't say that. We, we, don't, don't, don't say that. We, 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 we don't want to pull a Unless we hear, like, he couldn't get money for his any movie. Well, yeah, yeah. No, that would be, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> uh, this is interesting, though, that he was, uh, at least, because this movie was the Shoshiko. Yeah. Uh, Produced movie mm-hmm. and Ozu was obviously all a Shoshiku. Too. I'm pretty sure he was a Shoshiku director too for most of his movies. I'm pretty sure that's what it says is, on Letterboxd. Yeah. Which he kind of funny. He was hired by uh, Shoshiku. It's kind of funny because like University. they're like in terms of like controversy, controversy, like they're like on the opposite side of the spectrum. Are, like yeah. Ozu's like, you know, you you could take your mom to an Ozu movie, and then Oshima has like in their own the senses is like a bunch okay, of like, yeah, really controversial yeah, like yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've only seen three movies, and they're all three probably the controversial ones just because it's in the role of the senses taboo and max my love or max monomore which I mean, that's his French a, movie so. he has a movie called uh 100 years of japanese cinema i yeah. guess it's like his do- documentary which damn i did i've seen this right now i'm like okay, okay. i need to watch that obviously need to watch that I mean, you need to get, get him oh no i do yeah. i have a box set with 20 of his movies in it too so that's bro, what awesome. are you doing <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're region free yet. I haven't tried it. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> you want to save yourself the pain? Exactly. You know, I, you know, I, I haven't wanted to. I haven't wanted to try it. <laughs> oh, but uh, but yeah. Um, so my thought, or Dan, yeah, you give your thoughts, thoughts already? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, about the movie itself. Yeah, about the movie itself. I'm kind of did. I, I kind of agree with Luke. I, I just like I, I get, uh, those are my real thoughts. Like I like the kind of lower key aspects of the samurai yes. movie. Yeah, which is maybe interesting when you see a certain genre evolve over time. It becomes more lower key. Not hierarchy, you know. Maybe, I, maybe yeah. that's not true with everything, but like oh. it just beca- because it becomes less popular. It just has maybe smaller budgets, but also just I don't know. You can do more detailed stuff with the genre. Yeah. Also, the hazy atmosphere. I love a lot. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Oh, this movie looks insane. Like, so the first time I watched, I mean, I I, I still consider Taboo a mood piece. Like it's okay, yeah. There's not a ton to like connect to and like air quotes you know like or like whenever you're talking about like connecting to characters or something like no, no, it's yeah. not made for that it's I don't think there's, any, there's no really like 
Katano is maybe the closest where you're like, okay, he's the audience perspective. Yeah, he, yeah, he's like. But even then, like, he's like the most human. Not, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. twist of the movie is kind of where he's just like one of them too, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but I, the reason I call it a mood piece because like you hear that you hear the fucking score play at the very oh beginning gosh. and it just sets it literally sets the tone for what you're about to witness. It's just like. Yes. It's like it, the, well, you'll hear the score in this at some point in this in this podcast, but um, it just set, it just has this like air of like mystery yeah. to oh, yeah. the character. Like obviously, like Kano, that character, like Sozubaro, so, 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 I'm pretty sure is his name. Yes. I, I'm just Kano, gonna call him Kano because yeah. that's way easier. Yeah. But uh, like he, his character is a, is a mystery. To literally, everyone. Yes. And that score. Well, he, he's he's so the object of obsession. Yes, the object of obsession. That obscure yes. object of desire. Yeah, which I, I love. I love movies about design. obsession. Yes. It, it's, it's such a uh, it's such an interesting thing to explore. Yes. But. Yeah, but what you were talking about earlier, like, uh, um, like why did samurai kind of choose the people they chose? Is literally what this movie starts out with, because it starts with the sparring scene, yeah. and then them choosing Kano and to, and Tashiro. The two that they're the only two they're gonna choose, and and whenever, they, they make it seem at yeah. first that it's like oh it's because of how they were the two best. Well, yeah, but yeah. but well, it it's, makes it kind of seem like that until Katano or until his character. I think his character's name's Toshi. I want to say or maybe oh, no. Kikajima. Oh. I know I know his first name is Toshi because that's what the commander calls him. But <clears throat> um, he like looks at the commander after Toshi, he chooses yeah. Kano, and he says. Does he like that, or does he swing that way? Basically, yeah. like he, because he's kind of he's already thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> like whenever, like whenever, exactly. basically, whenever they first see him, they're like, exactly. they're all get, they all get hard. Now that we know the, what the movie's about, that that's definitely what they're thinking about. Yes, yes, and that's kind of where it's like the music does a good job of having that mystery of okay, or it's like a samurai movie just based on like kind of the setting and everything, but the music doesn't seem like that necessarily. And uh, and then like I just love how the whole movie is like in a samurai setting, but there's no there's not really no fighting. The <laughs> sparring is fighting. never about the sparring. Yeah. No, it's you never know? about it's the like, sparring. I will say sense, I will but... say there are there are like mentions to like what's happening at the time because this happens in 1865. Yes, yes. So yeah. it's like it's it's actually happens kind of recently, but um, but yeah, there are like mention like mentionings of like stuff that happened before. Like there is a scene. Where whenever whenever they're talking kind of about like samurais being gay almost like Katano and uh, the commander are talking. Yes, yeah. um, he's like, we have to avoid what happened earlier in in this end that where where uh, where like basically all this shit went down where like a bunch of people died because whenever you get like men in this close space, passion just overflows. Basically, yeah. they're literally this, having, like, this a prison on fire happen. actually. Yes, it does actually honestly. Um, but yeah, so like after they choose them. Which Soji is the, he's the actual, like, or the sword trainer, or the sparring partner in this first scene. He actually is kind of important in the movie. Like, as we'll find, he's actually, it takes a while for him to be important, because he's not, like, I think we see him in this first scene. We might see him a couple other times, but then the next scene that we actually see him is whenever Katano and him are talking, like, at a river. Like, yeah. 40 minutes in the movie. Yeah. Like, and, but he's, like, he's a big part yeah. of, like, the end of the but movie. But there, there's one thing about but. this movie, the one thing about this movie that is, uh, that I noticed is, like, it's, for me, at least, it was kind of hard to keep track because there's, like, a lot yes, of characters. Yes, there are a lot of characters. Like, and no, I've watched it three, this is another movie I've seen three times, okay, so it's not so as it hard for me. You, yeah, yeah, no, I, I know the characters by this point, but, <laughs> which does help, honestly. Yeah. It does really help. I definitely need to rewatch um, it, but, yeah. It does, especially, really, I honestly, I'm gonna have to have you guys, like, did you guys do the Taboo YTS one? 
um, uh, for the download. I, I, I know. I did. I I watched it on Rare Film. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to share. I'll have to check Rare Film because there's a subtitle at the very end of this movie where I had to rewatch it three times just to make sure, like, if he was actually saying anything. But like, whenever, uh, well, I kind of want to save it. But like, whenever at the end, well, yeah, whatever. We'll just save it. I'll save it for the end. Oh, but okay. um, so we'll just keep on going on this movie because we're kind of, at least kind we're at the point it. where basically they choose Kana to commit the yes. And this is also like this this scene is like everything in this movie is about repressed sexual desire basically but like this scene especially is just like why did he choose Kano? He really just wants to see this guy like execute someone you know? Like that's that's implied that's implied why yeah yeah yeah. it's honestly it's a very interesting movie in terms of implying like what kind of desires people have and like what like just these weird situations creating weird desires almost. Yeah, like the yeah. Fa- like weird fetishes. Yeah, weird yeah, fetishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that only these kind of situations created that are not talked about usually. Yeah, you know? that are yeah. That's what taboo different. is for a lot of part. You know. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. definitely. That's no, because it's like, why do they want him to commit the? And and then like they're kind of like just more turned on by him because like he's just like really they like are like impressed by how good he is at killing people. Like he, <laughs> oh, they're definitely they, oh, turned definitely on. on his first time. Like, they're definitely like, yeah, that's, yes. they, they, I, they do say that. Um, but I do love the cut between them deciding he chooses that, and then because the, this honestly like taboo kind of feels in some ways like a silent feature. Dude, I was about Did I was, you think that yeah, too? Because like those like when they use the yeah. air titles. The air title, the, there's a lot of air titles. It feels like that very yeah, much. Yeah, because this this is the, the first swipes, one. The yeah, this, yeah, the swipe transitions. This is the first one that we have where it shows the code of conduct right after they decide yeah, to choose yes. him for asking someone. Yeah. It's like never betray the same railways, never desert the Shinsen militia, never borrow money, never get involved in civil suits, never fight for personal motives. And then it says anyone violating this code must must disembowel himself, which commit or commit suppose you. Um, and it, it, following that is the execution. Yes, right? following which, that immediately is them telling you about the execution. Is yeah. hip, hip, uh, hip, hip, that hypocrisy. shows hypocrisy itself. Because anyway, they are kind of breaking the. We we learn later on they break the samurai code basically, right? Who the because they're doing it for official. money or something? Yeah, like just in general, like they're they're committing an execution to someone, even though then they themselves are committing the. Samurai code by, by, uh, yeah, by, by having sex with each other. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> by, by the gay sex. By the, by the gay sex. sex. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to say that properly, but you know what? Sure. Yeah. Okay, was that part of the code of conduct though? I, I thought it was. That, I, I don't think they mentioned okay. that. Okay, it's not on. mentioned. No, that part's not mentioned. The reason this guy's getting killed, we find out later, is because he was borrowing money or he was in debt yeah. to someone. But ah, I don't actually know. There might be something more more about it. It's that's just more kind of, so. That's kind of what I assumed, honestly. But no, there there's definitely double standards in this. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like there definitely is because like it's it's implied that they specifically mentioned the mentioned the commander of the tenth unit a couple times, which is that fat guy. Yes. Um, he, he we never yes. see him do anything with Kano, but they do mention him a few times of having relations with men and everything. Uh, but you know, yeah. like how it's implied, like these people in like the higher position don't they, really have to worry as much. And stuff, yeah, like, basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do love how how Tashiro literally like forces himself into the execution also, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in this scene see, because yeah. he also wants to just see and kill someone like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like it just turns them on. No, I there's guess. a there's no. a Visconti movie that's kind of similar to the subject that I need to watch. Death in Venice, hmm. uh, about a, a guy who comes obsessed with like a a boy, a younger boy man. Hmm. So, but yeah, I just want to. I just want Visconti <laughs> shout out. You know, I still haven't watched it though. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't watched it though. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, next night we see Toshiro actually starting to make moves on Kano, and we never actually see them do anything together. 
It's just always implied by everyone else in the movie, basically. It's just the vibes. It's de- yeah. it's definitely the vibes because they. I mean, it does feel like they are they are an item at some points, obviously, but. Yeah, there's but, the, yeah. the sexual tension, you know. Definitely, definitely a lot of sexual tension. <laughs> and but, he's kind of he's a kind of important just to show like he comes obviously important with the twist and everything at the end yeah. in terms of like we kind of think he's the powerful one or you know the powerful one in the relationship, but he's really not. Um, yeah, well, I I the first time I watched it, I thought he was the quote unquote powerful one until until like you see later on whenever they make them spar each other again because Katano sparred both of them. And he says, like, he has, he like... Said, he said, in his mind, is, like, head, Kano's yeah. the better fighter, yeah, so I'm going to make them spar each other. And then in the scene, it looks like Kano's throwing the fight. Like, it oh, kind of yeah. just does. Like, he's not trying yes. as hard. And we see a couple scenes of him also just not trying as hard whenever they whenever he fights the commander. You know, yeah. you know, I love how, like, it's also, set together, but, too. It's, like, yeah. super interesting. Like, uh... Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's like a montage in a way. Like, uh, it, there's no, like, uh, someone's getting back. It, I don't remember, like, he doesn't really show, like... Uh, then, like, getting back up, like, all tired and stuff. It's just, like, cut, cut, cut to yeah. each of the fights, basically. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. we did skip a little ahead, but who cares, honestly. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, so we did say Tashiro had to go to jail because he broke in to, like, <laughs> to, like, watch the executions that he was put in jail. But then after that is whenever he actually tries to fucking, like, get Kong to, like, be with him almost. Him, um, yeah, because, like... <laughs> He asks him, like, the next night, he's like, do you prefer women or something, or, like, to sleep with you? And he's like, I don't prefer women. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, like, he, did, he didn't say, like, anything. He was like, no, I don't prefer women. Yeah. Just being honest. <laughs> um, but he it does end with something that says, no secrets on heaven and earth, everyone knows, everyone knows it. And then, like, after that... <laughs> It's just like the rumors, the rumors that they're spreading, that they're yeah. sleeping together, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I like. That's one of the reasons I said it feels like a silent movie because these these air tiles actually carry the story along yeah, too. It's so. Super interesting how he does. And it. honestly, yeah. I think some of the air titles later on, I think it's his diary. I think it's Katano's diary. Honestly, okay. like yeah. the more I wa- the, the more I've watched it, I think it's just his diary. Like all these uh all these because he's the only one where we get the inner thoughts of in yeah. his head. He's the only character I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he that is. Would, that would make sense too. Um. And and that would make sense for the ending too. Just the last scene of the movie. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. it would. Yeah. So next, next. Uh, I mean, we. So like all these, this whole thing. Like, like this is why I call it a mood piece because it's kind of hard just talk about it scene by scene. Obviously, oh, yeah. he's just trying to be court. Like multiple men are trying to court him. Basically. Yeah. We're getting like yeah. Involved. Like there's multiple. There's just multiple yeah, people trying to court him. And, yeah. They're yeah. all very horny for him specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's a it's a fight over him. Basically. Fight over possession of him. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we've already talked about the quick scene where Katano like trains with both of them to see which one's the stronger fighter. And we, this... we already talked about the scene with Shoji, the scene by the river with Soji and Katano talking to. Because yeah. that, that's also important because he kind of applies to Katano. He says, uh, it takes a madman to know one and you're the leader of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> and Katano kind of gets annoyed by it. You can tell, like, Katano has, he's honestly so good at using his face to, in all of his movies where he really does, does, like, little facial twitches yeah, and stuff. Honestly, yeah. Oh, dude, he does this, it this, now. This is, first, this is my first. Because right when he says it. Honestly. Wait, you haven't oh, seen really? Katano? I haven't, this is my first one. Like, yeah. he's acting in, too. Like, yeah. Oh, no, oh no, he's no. an amazing actor. Oh, yeah, one of the best actor-directors out there, honestly. Honestly, yeah. Um, but what were you saying? But I was saying that that's basically just like hinting at Katano the first time for the ending scene too. Yeah, of when they'll, they'll have another conversation about basically Katano's desires too. Because yeah, that Soji's the one that basically accuses them of getting uh, Toshiro killed because they're all jealous of Katano too. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what they accuses them of, of that at the end. I, 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 I see. I will, well, I'm, I'm excited to get to the end because, like, okay. I I still don't really know exactly what happens completely at the end. There are, like, because it's, like, it's multiple, amazing. like, I think we get multiple, like, It's very surrealist. Yes, it's very of surrealist. Of both of their desires with Kano in it. Yes. No, that's why I was, like... I'm pretty sure that's what happens because we get yeah. some of uh, Katana with Kano uh, in it and then also some with... Uh, like Soji's Well, no, because, like, Tano. we'll definitely get to this later. We'll just get to it now. Fuck it. Um, like, uh, Tano's looking at Soji, and then he looks up at the hill and sees himself walking down to the yeah. pond. Yes. And then he's like, no, that's wrong. And then he looks up again, and he sees Soji walking down to the pond. And then, like, it just kind of continues from there, like, that story. But we'll get... We'll... And that, that makes sense in terms of he's the one wanting to kill Toshiro, you know? Yeah. Like, deep down, because yes. Toshiro's the one with... Uh, Kano. With Kano, or at least they think that. Yeah. 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 So it's like it, it doesn't even matter if he's the one to do it because they're the one who told Kano to do it in the first place. Yes. No. And then Soji's a kind of an interesting character too because he's the one who says like I don't like them, I actually hate them. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I find it beautiful or yeah. something. He's, um, he says he says I, I like it. beautiful stories. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that literally makes sense. Like just taboo with the title of the story. Yeah. That's what taboo is something. It's like uh, it's not necessary. It's like. It's something you find beautiful that you also kind of hate in a way or something, you know. It's or that other people hate anyway. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. You don't know why. You, you don't understand. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what this whole movie's about too. Yeah, especially with the final shot, which is what what my interpretation of it. But yeah, we'll get to it. No, yeah, we'll definitely get to that. We did. I mean, that's way ahead. But it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> but really see, matter. that we last do scene does inform the whole. Movie. It does, dude. Like that's yes. why I had to. I, I I told you guys earlier, but I literally sat sat at home today after watching the movie and like rewatched the last 10 minutes basically 10 times so I was just like first off it's fucking amazing oh, yeah. but then second off I was just trying to figure out like what are they trying I mean the color is a lot it's different so than the rest good. of the movie yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's like it's ghostly yeah. No, it's yeah. ghosty, and we'll definitely get to that because that that's part of the story that they talk. Like, oh, we just need to get to the end, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's skip through this part. No, just, no this is a. So, but, I mean, the middle part is Kano killing is. the kind of three. People. No, uh, well, does he kill two or three? See, this is like the whole thing is like, is it Toshiro or is it Kano? I, 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 think, I think it's, it's definitely Kano. Kano. It's definitely Kano. I, and then, I think that's why it's important why they uh, imply that he's the stronger one. Yes, too, because it's like. Toshiro, it doesn't seem like Toshiro could be do, could do that the no. way Kano could. Yeah, and that's why I think it makes more sense. Like, Kano is a more interesting character than we see. Like, he's almost like a like uh, I was mentioning this during the Ozu episodes with the like mysterious heroine. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of like another a, a, a heroine. Yeah, uh, but like he's Kano's kind of a twist on that character a little bit in terms of like he is kind of for sure. Uh, except for you know it's like it's about. It's about because it's about male desire. Yes, yes. But it's just a um, a male. It's about male desire, but it's also like about like why does he desire to be in the samurai too? You know, like it's like why is he there? Because yeah. we actually get uh, we'll get to that. Before. We'll we'll just continue. See, that's what I'm saying. Going, He's an interesting character. Like he, he has is, a lot of dude. mystery to him. Even yeah. towards yes, the very end. Yes, yes. Like, saying, like, we I, know we know that he's the third son of a merchant's family, which he doesn't really need to be in a samurai. A, a samurai because his family's wealthy. Like they've said that a few times. They say that a few times yes. in this movie. So it's like, I know. Oh, fuck. I mean, yeah. Like because someone asked him, like, why did you decide to be a sam be in the samurai? Or like you didn't need to. You have all the money you need. And he's like, um, I can kill people. Like that's literally yeah. uh, we'll get uh, we'll just have to go through because I wrote that down somewhere in here but um, but this is actually one of the one of the other quotes that I read before I actually found the actual quote it's whenever the commander is leaving to Hiroshima and he leaves Katano in charge and he's like um, he's also heard all the rumors about Kano 
And he's basically telling Katano, like, don't let this happen again, basically. He says there was a lot of trouble last year during Ikadaya, which is, which is like, that's, that's a big incident that happened in Japanese history where mm. someone, where, like, a rebel was captured and, and actually tortured by the commander and Katano's character in this. Like, those, the two characters in this are real. Oh. Like, they're real characters. Or, they're, not real characters, they're real people. Yes, yes, <laughs> they're real people saying, yeah. um, in history. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that was the whole okay, thing is, like, okay. they tortured this guy and he was supposedly revealed that, they, that, his, that his rebel group was going to set fire to, 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 like, Kyoto. And so the Shinsen militia went in and, like, killed a lot. Like, it was, like, a two-hour fight that lasted in this end. But he said there was a lot of trouble in Ikidaya. The heart's inflamed by passion. It must not happen again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that just yeah. whole thing about, like, men being in, like, basically being, being in, like, this confined space. Or, like, yeah, yeah. Men, or, like men being too passionate the, the, to even realize that they can't do what they're trying to do almost sometimes. Because yes. there are a lot of scenes in this movie about, like, them talking about, like, whenever they're... It's just the military generals. They're, like, just all talking about how these rebels trying to like kill the emperor aren't doing it for like they they like can't actually do it yes. because they're just, it's just like men getting together being passionate about something and then they actually try to do it and they they don't actually have like a reason besides like being like the passion the passion yes. basically but hmm. but yeah um, the, See, I need to learn more. You know, definitely know more about yeah, like, the historical background. I think that's to, that's to, a big thing with Fushima. It is, yeah, Fushima. I know, like in the normal sense, no, that's why it's like historical subtext. That's why I said this was a mood piece, but there are a lot of things in the background that makes it not like it is. It's a historical drama for sure. Yeah, it, you, you, you can approach it both ways. Yeah, yes, for sure. yes. yeah. Um, but the second part of the movie, like, it's like middle half of the movie, is really about, um, or I don't know, but like if it's about this, but it starts with like Kano meeting like a. Uh, Captain Inui or whatever the yes. the like bad swordsman basically because this leads to like um, us also seeing Kano like not being like like he's not trying as hardest you know, like he's he's wanting people to think he's weaker than he is almost yes, is yes. how I view it at least that's how I see it too like yeah. he, he well, he's he taking want, yeah. he's taking advantage of the kind of the system he's in or the position yeah. he's put in um, at least that's how I see it where he's like this goes in terms of the mysteriousness that I've been talking about or more he just like. He's more, uh, he's less innocent than kind of think, everyone else yeah, thinks. Than everyone he is. else thinks, yeah. And he kind of uses he uses their thoughts of him to his advantage, basically yes. throughout the movie. For sure, dude. Um, and that's that's why I think he's definitely the killer. Even though I think, oh, yeah. maybe no, he's not hundred percent. Like maybe just implied. It's never said. Like because it is assumed. Like the last scene. Like he's he kills uh, Takashi, and he's gonna just you know he's gonna he's he's not gonna get in trouble for it or anything. Like, he got away with it, basically. That's yeah, how I yeah, see yeah. it. That's how, yeah. Well, that's that's why we need to get to the end, because this is part of the subtitle thing that I was talking about. But, um, but um, yeah, so this part, like, he, his nickname's, like, Little Religion, basically. But, yeah, like, people come in, or, like, some, some of the other samurai basically look, or, like, not other samurai, I think these are just, like, two rebels, basically, are, like, inside their hold and look and said, oh, that's what you call samurai? And they run off, like, oh, <laughs> So then they, like, yeah, run yeah, off, yeah. and that's, like, a huge offense to, like, no, the, so funny, to, like yeah. all the, to, like, everyone else in They're the like, dojo. They're, like, it's unforgivable. Yeah, literally unforgivable. But that's kind of what leads to, like, this whole, like, all of this other battle at the end. But not before <laughs> we get, like, that one scene of Kano being invited and having sex with a man for the first... Or, like, we don't know if it's... It's probably not for the first time. Yeah. But, like, at least in the movie sense, this is the first yeah, time we, we actually see it. See it. Yeah. And we don't actually see it. We just see the reaction shot of the geisha, like, opening the screen door yeah. and, oh, seeing, yes. and seeing them and seeing them in there. Um, 
But yeah, but this is like later whenever they're looking around, they're looking around for the two people that insulted them. And I honestly love these scenes of just like Kano just like walking around. This is the stuff that feels like a classic samurai movie where he's kind of yeah. just like like scouting an area and they like hide behind a wall and just watches a couple guys and like yes. and tries tries to just basically tail them. But um, but it's not for like a samurai purpose. No, it's or, not. You know, yeah. like what you would think of normally. You know, what it's just for it's just for uh. For pride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, hey, that basically is Samurai. Yeah, no. That's, that's why it's an interesting movie. It's like, it, it does feel like it fits in a Samurai genre still. Yeah. Yes. Even though it's not typical, like... It's definitely not your typical yeah, Samurai. Yeah, or like, yeah, sure. exactly the themes are not typical, maybe. But it yeah. still fits. It's a... It's a yeah, for sure. Yeah. Interesting combination. But yeah, what leads to this, com- to the, like, actual confrontation at the end is they find... He sends someone else, to, like a company aide, to tail after someone. Or to tail after those two guys, and then they we find out later they killed him and left him under the bridge or whatever. Yeah. So it's just him and Inui that go to like that go to the inn, and this is like part of this is like the only basically this and in the fight with him and Tashiro later on in the movie are like the only two action scenes in the movie yeah. of like which is probably like it's definitely not your average samurai movie if those. There are like two action scenes in the yeah. entire movie, but the action you know? scenes are really good, though. and they're the they're is. really good, but they're also like not. Samurai action scenes, really. Honestly, yeah. I mean, like, uh, they're not. They're not. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, it's, it's actually. It's how. It's how actual samurai fighting actually happened. Honestly, I feel like. Um, I just like, like a little more messier clean, or something. Or definitely more, messier, yeah. especially because it's completely in the dark. But yeah, um, yeah. I just love like the, yeah the darkness of it and just like the clinging of the swords. Like yeah. you can feel the weight of them in a way. It's the right? clinging of the swords. It's also just how fast everything happens. Okay. Like yeah. that's that's the real thing. Like samurai, whenever you. Get, cut by a samurai sword you're not getting back up like really. <laughs> like they're fucking sharp as hell you're dead you're not Toshiro like, Mufune you know? no you're yeah. not um that's you're not what, built like that <laughs> you're not built like that but like uh that's why like this 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 first action scene is not even like really an action scene per se like it's just Inui getting dumped by, dumped on the ladder and like breaking his leg on the ground or whatever and he's literally out of the fight and then it's just Kano jumping down kind of like hurting his ankle as well and then yeah. finding handicapped and then it's not even really a fight because he gets he gets knocked out too. He gets basically knocked out. He gets like slashed in the forehead to where he can't see anything, and then he's just kind of like flailing around before everyone else shows up and fight and fights everyone else off. Um, Where am I? But yeah, then we have another sex scene (laughs) Um, after that. Yeah, another sex scene between those between the between that man from earlier and Kano. And this is where um, this is the first. This is like what leads to the first assassination. Actually, is and this is also why I agree with you. Like Kano is definitely the killer because the guy after they're done having sex is like saying, "I want to be with you" or whatever. And um, whenever Kano's like doesn't like reciprocate everything, he says he'll kill him. And then he says, "But not really." Yeah, he like starts choking. Yeah, like, just he starts kidding. choking. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. "Just kidding." But then he literally says, "I'll kill you." And yeah, then he says, yeah. "Not really." Yeah. But then, like the next, like one of the next scenes that happens is we that see we see his from like the killer's point of view. We don't know who it's supposed to be, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, because it would make open. sense that it would be Toshiro. Yeah, no, it would make sense for either one of them if yeah. like one of them's actually like if they're actually lovers for mm-hmm. sure. Which I don't know. I mean, do you guys think Toshiro and him are actually lovers in this movie? Or do you think Kano's just using that image to like further his? That's own what I'm kind of yeah, saying. Like Kano's like, more aware of everything. Oh, he's definitely including more aware. that image too. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they might still be lovers anyway. Yeah, but I think he's using that image as well. There, yeah. So I think he's see, using the reason that why I don't well. think so is we don't see them ever really. Yeah, lovers. we don't. I don't know. We it's just always, see. That's why I don't think it. Like, I, I think Kano's kind of just using everyone, including him. Yeah, including that 
kind of just rumor of their relationship. Yeah. You know, to his advantage as well. I, I, I need to rewatch it again. No, I, need, <laughs> I mean, I've rewatched it and I still don't know. So that's yeah, the thing. Okay. Like, See, I don't think it's ever said. That's why it's not you could said. have a different interpretation never if said. you watched it a different way. And the thing that makes me think they might still be lovers is that forgive me at the end that he says to Toshiro that makes like him kind of pause. Yeah. It seems that's like, true, like it. I don't know, it seems like there's something... But, he had, but he's the one who set him up. No, he's definitely the one that set Oh, no, he's definitely set him up. Yeah, yeah he's the one that... Uh, plants the sword or something or the dagger, the dagger yeah. he's the one that took the dagger from him so but, but, it's like but, he has to know this is going to lead there love can be complex though you know? yeah, like, yeah. no that forgive me can mean a lot of things that's what we're going to get to it. so we keep on I keep on saying this one. We're we're now. We're yeah we are almost there, there. <laughs> we are almost there um we're kind of just at the part where now they're trying to like get him to sleep with women instead <laughs> yeah these <laughs> scenes are actually really funny, out of context honestly. Uh, well, yeah, because it's in like context, the, they're funny too. in context, they're yeah. hilarious. Because the commander tells tells uh, uh, Katano's character like make this guy sleep with women, basically. Well, yeah, he's like uh, take care of this. He's like, take care I'll of kill him. Yeah, and that's like really cruel. And he's like, uh, it's like no, no, I'm just give him to no, sleep no, with women. Like, um, and he recruits Yamazaki, another sergeant in the in the samurai, to do it. Who he know? Who we all know is like he's actually supposed to be straight completely, um, because the funniest thing is like whenever he's trying to like he he like he's trying to get Kano to talk to him, but the, the, what's implied is this has happened to Kano so much of like samurai coming to try like basically have yeah. sex with him, that he's just walking off. Yeah. So it just has this like air tile of like all good things come to those who wait, <laughs> and then it's like the next scene of him like actually stopping and talking to Damn. him. I didn't but that. but yeah, the, well, the funniest thing is like whenever he actually stops and is talking to him and like basically making this plan up, they stop and like it's definitely heavily implied that Kano wants to have sex with Yamazaki, and Yamazaki doesn't want the, doesn't want that. But then he like pauses, looks at Kano's face, and he's like, "No, don't." And he just says that to himself, and then like Kano's just like, "What would you say?" <laughs> it's just really funny. Because no, like, when they take him to the uh, how the brothel or something. Uh, was it what's it called in Japan? Uh, a brothel. Is it yeah, just a brothel? Oh, a brothel. A geisha. Yeah. geisha. I mean, it's a brothel. But okay, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. when they take him there, like they're like the next morning when they're like the head woman is talking to him, they're like, he, "We brought all these women to him. He didn't want. He didn't want any of them. He just wanted you. We could tell. Like, yeah. She's basically implying like you guys can come back next weekend too. Yeah. You, know? like, <laughs> you guys can come back next weekend. Well, she's also doing that just to make fun of them. She's like, maybe you should take care of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like saying you should have sex with them, but after all these after all these scenes, we get the attempted assassination on Yamazaki, which is where, like, I don't think I honestly don't think Kano ever meant to kill, ever wanted to kill him. I think this is the what this is the moment that he used to just plant the dagger for his eventual like what he wants. I like he wants I, he obviously wants to kill Toshiro. Well, he wants to frame him anyway. I don't even think he wants to frame him. I think he wants to kill him. Like Kano wants to kill. Like Toshiro? Kano wants him dead. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. because he came on to him. Like, every, every person, every samurai that's kind of come on to him, he's killed. That's true. So. That's true. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, in, yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting movie. But yeah, the attempted assassination <laughs> is fucking awesome. Like, it's just saw, shot, like, his lamp goes out, and then everything happens after that. Yeah. Like, it's just all, like, a nighttime fight, basically, from, like, that really far point of view. Yeah. Um, just, like, you're, like, up on the stairs. You're just watching this fight on the stairway. But yeah. But after that, um... It says, uh, I think there's another short air tile that says a samurai can be undone by his love of men. Or maybe that's just, that might be the commander or uh, Katano saying that. One of those two. I think it is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is the, I think it's Katano actually that says that. I think it might be. It's Katano talking to that kind of assistant guy that's been helping him try to get 
seduced uh, trying to yeah Yamazaki yeah yeah yeah. Yamazaki. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because I really like this uh, what leads to the final confrontation because we have the shot of Katana it's all from like the same perspective it's like Katana talking to commander and it's the commander talking to uh, talking to like uh, Kano and it's just like flipping the positions basically oh, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. the same exact shot just flipping the positions yeah, of everyone yeah or just like showing the power dynamics almost yeah. but um, yeah this all leads to them deciding that Kano's the one that needs to kill Toshiro yeah um, and just what we've been waiting for, like the last ten. And it's kind of just a repeat at the beginning. It is. They're making Kano have yeah. another execution, basically, yes. and that's kind of what leads to this ending of Soji kind of accusing them of being like, "You just want to see dead because you guys like Kano, basically." Yeah. Um, yeah. basically the same thing at the beginning of, you know, forcing Kano to commit an execution just because they want to see him do it, almost, you know, like. Just because of their own desires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. That's how I saw it anyway. No, I definitely see it. That's definitely... I, I definitely think that's the right way to view it. But there are some interesting things that just happen between Soji and Katano in general in this in this, uh, in this encounter. Of, like, they're talking about a story. Like, he mentions that story that we that we brought up before of, like, the uh, tale of the rain and the moon. And it's um, including a vow of two men, you know? Like, it's about a merchant caring for this ill samurai and then the samurai has to go off so they meet they decide to like meet later um in the in like whenever the cherry blossoms bloom literally basically is what it's implied and so he skips forward in the story a little bit and it's like the merchant and his mom are waiting for him he doesn't show up but then later on that night he thinks he sees him outside and so he opens up the door and lets him in and we find out like the samurai killed himself because he was captured and wasn't going to be able to come back to uh to his to like his friend or or at least what soji thinks is his lover in the yeah, story yeah, yeah. and uh he i think he says like why would you kill like why would you kill yourself if not for like love basically yeah or, like why i would think you kill, uh, yeah. the two men in the story have feelings of love otherwise why uh kill yourself in order to keep your word even yeah. the title suggests it even the title and i think he said yeah. when he's saying even the title suggests it like uh oshima's talking about the title of his movie too taboo, taboo. yeah like the title suggests that too as well. Yeah, for sure. It's a basically kind of like desire in a society that doesn't necessarily allow for that type of desire, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it does, but it still wants you to keep a secret. I mean, Japan definitely stuff. doesn't. But <laughs> it, well, that's what he's kind of saying. It doesn't, yeah. but it's existed. Yes, yeah, yeah. a long oh, yeah, time. For sure. So it kind of yeah. has does. Like well, yeah, especially like, with uh, how Japan at this time and in, in, uh, until World War Two was basically getting caught up in this fascist kind of fever, yeah. which is. Uh, from yeah. what I from what I understand, anti LGBT, yes. like uh, anti homosexual, and oh, especially yeah, and like, sure. like like I was saying, Japan, like uh, and this is true with a lot of societies where they just see traditional as one thing, where like obviously the past is way more diverse than we want to give it credit for. Yes. Yeah, um, and way more. Well, just... the the rebels in this movie are isolationists, basically. Like they're the ones that want to basically keep the Tokugawa shogunate like. Or, like, keep Japan isolated from the rest of the world. Because around this time is when America first came to Japan. I know the Portuguese have been here for a while, I'm pretty sure. I think they've been here since the 1600s. Because I know Tokugawa killed a lot of them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, this is whenever, like, the, Ru the Russo-Japanese War would happen, like, a few years, like, 30 years later or something like that. You know, like, this is whenever Japan is basically starting to be reintroduced to the world again. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, that's a huge thing. It's, like this anti or like this fascist basically but yes, yes, yes. um we, we well they, they went to war with russia because america came and basically yeah. took uh demanded they give uh they trade with them yeah so they, they went to they went to war with russia to get more resources from what i understand maybe I don't more know. natural resources 
I haven't studied too much in the Russo-Japanese War, honestly. But... I know a little bit about it. Not much. Okay. The only thing I know about is whenever, uh, or I just know their relations are bad because that's one of my favorite things is about her. I've seen, I've seen almost, the first two Human Condition movies too. Okay, nice. Yeah, no, I just yeah, watched the watch third one. No, they're depressing. The yeah. three hours long. Oh. It's, 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 they're it's, depressing. The three I need hours some breaks between them. But yeah, so like this story, um, I. I this is why I love the story so much, because I think the story definitely means a lot, obviously. Like, this story that Soji's telling to Katana means a lot in this movie, because it cuts right after they're done talking about the story um, to Katano. Like, this is what we were talking about earlier. He looks up at the hill, and it's this dream, basically, where he sees himself walking down yes. to see uh, to see Kano dressed like a fucking ghost. Yes. Um, by the pond, and that's like why that's where where it connected this time is like they're literally talking about a, a, a samurai that killed himself and looked like a ghost in the story, and then they dress Kano in pure white, and it literally looks it looks haunting like it oh, looks yes. like a ghost story with that whenever he's like looking up at this hill having this yes. dream like kind of oh, trance basically because yeah yeah he like walks down there and he's like no this is wrong and then like he has then Soji walks down there and Kano I'm pretty sure is dressed in the red kimono at this it's point. like a quick shot of a oh. shot i think that's a dream shot though no it's a dream shot yeah, yes okay, no yeah, for yeah, sure. it has yeah, to be like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. way it can be real unless unless yeah i don't know no, no, it's, it's a dream shot but um because it's a it's a uh it's the only shot we see like uh kano is like above soji standing yeah. like uh, like looking down on him yeah you know where it's like almost we see like in the dream where we see like kano has the power you know in terms of being that object desire yeah you know? it's like yeah. uh I don't know, it's, it's a really interesting, because that's why I was like, I think it's kind of a combination of both their desires. Um, or it might just be Katano's dream. It is, but but I he's also using think, Soji in the dream, I don't know. No, he's, I think but. Soji, that's why That's why I had to watch this ending so many times again, because Soji's not a huge character in this movie. But to this ending, he's a huge character. Yes. Because, like, I think he's the repressed samurai that he's talking about in Taboo, basically. Or, Soji like, that, that, that Oshima is talking about. I think like, it's both of them. Oh, no, it's definitely yeah. both of them. But, I mean, like, Soji is the samurai we would think about in, like, a Kurosawa samurai movie. You okay, know, like, he's the, yeah, he's yeah. the trainer. The he's the amazing, one, he's like the heroic, them. amazing samurai. Like, he's an amazing swordsman. He's, like, this, he's great at basically everything. And he's also the one that says, like, I don't understand them at all. I don't understand anything they do. They disgust me. But then, like, I don't know. That's why it's, like, yeah. so interesting why Katano thinks he's still in love with them. And then, yeah. like, after after we see... Like, this is, like... This is so much more interesting than, like, the actual fight that happens between Toshiro yeah. and Kano. Because, like, that fight ends in, like, two minutes. It's not even, like, yeah. really a fight. It's just, like... this is, It's so fast, like... Yeah, and the thing with Soji is, like, it's it's known that a, a lot of people who hate LGBT people, uh, a lot of them are actually gay themselves. Yeah, like, repressing. You, know, you, you, you hear a lot of times, you know, like, anti-LGBT politicians or, like, get caught, uh, yes. you know, sleeping with men. Yeah. But it's because they... they, they uh, they've been trained to hate them, hate that so much that yeah. when they see it in themselves, they they hate it more than you know. They it's like that. Yeah, you know, they hate ha- that they hate, have these feelings. Yes, or like you know how you know. Well, you'll hear phrases similar to something like this: is you know, hate is the most is the closest emotion to love. You know, yeah, or yeah. The, you know, basically two sides of the same coin. Maybe not necessarily two sides of the same coin, but they are close in relation. You well, know? They're both obsessive emotions. Yeah, they're obsessive yeah. emotions, or they can be. You know, and that's yes. why they get confused with each other. Or that's kind of what this movie's about. Is like. Almost like uh, the situation these men are in are creating desires that they can't even control and they can't even totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, no, and that's actually a good point because, like, after their fight's over, like, we have that forgive me line, and then <laughs> and then it cuts directly to Katano and Soji over there going, like, what they say? Yeah, <laughs> or what yeah. he said? Because, like, after that forgive me line is whenever he kills him. And uh, it's honestly kind of, it's it's really, it's really Because Soji says that line. perhaps they were words shared by lovers. Yes. We wouldn't understand anyway. Yeah, yeah. Or we wouldn't understand if we knew. Exactly. Like that's that's the kind of what that's kind of what taboo about. is, right? Yeah. Like you don't. It's not yeah. something you understand. It's like a desire. Yeah. It's like yeah, you know you desire something. You don't understand why necessarily you desire. You can only you know basically yeah. say I desire yes. this. You know yeah. it's hard to explain a lot of times. Yeah, and like it's got one of the greatest file shots in history, in my oh, opinion. But also amazing. like what happens before that is like they're just walking on that bridge, and Katano and Soji's. This is like Soji says, "I forgot something." And he runs back, and the katana's looking at him, he's like, you might not have loved Sazaburo, but he loved you. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it's so weird, because, like, he says that, and then at least in the YTSMX subtitles of that pocket package that I had, it had him looking off, um, there's that yell at the very end, there is a yell at the very end of that tr- of the track, but then, like, the subtitles have it, have it saying Okita. Which is Soji Okita. Like that's his that's his like uh, name. That's his name's Okita Soji. And so like I don't know like I whenever I kept on listening to it I didn't hear that like anything like Okita being said. So I don't know if it's just someone like throwing that in there. But it was like super weird because I was like, why do you say Okita? At least my notes I have Katano saying kill him. Yes, he he says kill him or like destroy him, kill him, whatever he spits. And then it has, like, right after that, it has Okita. Like, because we hear a yell right after that. So at least what imply, what that's trying to imply to me is, like, Soji ran back and killed him. Like, literally killed, killed Kano. Kano. Yeah. Oh. Because right after that, like, the, the cherry tree obviously represents Kano. Yeah. Well, it's just, just beauty in general. That's, why, just, yeah, so, beauty, that's why Soji yeah. ran, ran back. Yeah, that's why Soji ran back. He said, I forgot something. And he, yeah. That's at least my opinion is he ran back to kill him. Because, yeah, like... Yeah. And the the only thing that made me think about that is because I saw that fucking little stupid subtitle there that said Okita. I was like, wait, what? Mm. I kept on listening to it. I didn't. I didn't hear that. But it makes sense that he would go back and kill him, especially yeah, after damn, Katano's yeah. like. And it makes sense. There. The cherry tree is Kano. Yeah, yeah and yeah, the, well, the cherry tree is Kano, yeah, and yeah, beautiful. I saw like, saw it like represent beauty. In general. Oh, it's definitely yes. just beauty. In, I mean, Kano. It represents Kano. Like the the cherry tree and just the chrysanthemum in general is like the national flower of Japan. Um... And it's and specifically the cherry tree is like this fusion of beauty and violence. Yeah, at least okay. is what they is, okay. a, is at least what how they think of it. And and the uh, and since the lifespan of like of the cherry tree is so short, it's that's why this for like this beauty and violence, it's like this this fleeting beauty. Yes. And that's what Kano is in this, at least. It's like this fleeting okay. beauty that kind of just runs through. But fuck, dude. I Like, the, just the cherry tree being chopped down by the sword. It's just such an amazing yeah. last shot, man. Yeah. But, like, it makes you think about all this stuff, which is why I love Tab. Like, I love this Honestly, movie yeah. so much. Like, I mean, it's in my top 25 of all time. So, <laughs> both, yeah, both of these movies are in my top 25 of all time. So, I'm glad that I finally got to introduce you all to them. But I should say at least what Katano's final lines are. So Zaburo was too beautiful. Men took advantage of him. He was possessed by evil. Damn. And then he cuts down the cherry tree. It's just so good. Fuck. But yeah, I'm glad that you guys at least like both of these. I know that. I know oh, yeah. that you love Taboo. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not done. I definitely need to watch Taboo a few more times. I fully no, appreciate yeah. it. Which I, I, I still love it a lot. So, that was yeah. 
I'm glad that you guys like these movies. No, so. I'll definitely. Oshima, I'll have to get to at some point. I'm gonna. Yeah, I've only watched. Ringo Lamb, movies, I might get so. to it this year at some. Ringo Lamb, I'm already. I'm already. Yeah, already at. Already <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm. 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 I'm more interested in going Oshima than Lamb, but I mean, you guys know that. Though, so. Yeah, <laughs> no, we do. Yeah, yeah, so you're you're this pretentious motherfucker. You know. No. No, but so next week we're doing a, uh, draft. a draft on the 50s, on our favorite 50s. movies from the 50s. Yes. Um, top, oh yeah, it's just going to be a draft, probably yeah, 10 each, so 10 each. 30 movies. That'll be fun. That's good, yeah. That'll be really fun, but until next time, we hope to see you guys flying through the clouds.